Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's good, Internet? It is Monday, February 24th, 2020, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, a special edition, an Outer Wilds spoiler cast edition. Dun, 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 dun. Actually, we should have played at the end, right? That's what we need right, to do. Right, yeah. That's what we need to do. Uh, I'm Austin Walker, joining like me today. That's the wrong. We could ha- open yeah. with the with the with the nice yeah dun, dun, yeah exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's so good. Uh, <laughs> Kato and Patrick are here. We are finally oh. going to talk about Outer Wilds, my game of the year of last year for sure. Um, Patrick, you just finished. Would have it. been extremely high on, on oh. mine. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucked up. Disco fucked Elysium, up. Outer Wilds. Like, man, January and February just getting fucked up on the video oh, games. Yeah, it's great. I love it. If only someone had been waving the banner for Outer Wilds. If only someone had suggested God. that it would be a game people might like. Um, uh, y'all both played it. I think maybe yeah. maybe before we get into So, one, we got a billion questions. But, like, 5,000 words of just questions came in. <laughs> um, so, thank you to anyone who wrote in. Uh, we will get to those. Uh, in fact, I think those will guide us quite a bit. But I just want to start by putting the, the questions to y'all. Like, obviously, I am now on record. If you want to know what I think about this game, you can go find that a billion times. But, Kato, you've now beaten it. Patrick, yeah. you beat it. Uh, you've sat with it now for over a week, probably. How are you feeling about that mm-hmm. game now? You said pretty high. It would, pretty, would have been pretty high on your list last year. Yeah, it would have been pretty pretty high. Um, uh, yeah, just a, a wholly unique experience. I, uh, you know... Um, you know, I mentioned before that I'm uh, hot and cold on puzzle games or games that entrust a lot of explicit trust to the player because that's such a – I got to imagine as a designer is such a difficult thing because like who is the hypothetical player you're building mm-hmm. towards and how much um, do you give them opportunities to raise their hand and say they need help? I mean, where, where do you find that so that the sense of accomplishment is still there while also not alienating – players in the process and I can't remember the last time I've played a game that straddles that line as incredibly as Outer Wilds um and it being one that I didn't really have to do a whole lot of getting stuck and poking around there just like one or two times where I was just sort of like I, I don't want to come back here and do this again am I missing something and I would just kind of look up an area and I felt comfortable but like I did most of the game on my own or with yeah. the information given to me and it was just so profoundly satisfying as you worked your way through those things. And even the fact that it seemed to account for happy accidents. I know we've mentioned that on, a, on previous pods where um, everyone's probably got a moment and maybe now we could be more explicit about. Yeah. We're going to be really moments. spoiler yeah. filled from um, top to bottom here yeah. today. Yeah. 
um, is is having those those moments where you you know for me it was uh, you know being on um, the uh, the tornado planet and realizing that one of the tornadoes was moving in a different direction yeah, dude, than the all the you, other ones. God, the fact that you just intuited that is incredible. I cannot. Um, it was pure happenstance. I wasn't looking for it. Okay. I just had like I was just sort of like screwing around in the area. You know, I'd, I'd read the. Um, the, you know, the, the the theory that like, oh, there must be a way to get beneath the surface. Mm-hmm. And then my immediate thought was like, okay, well, that's got to be related to these tornadoes somehow. And so I was just kind of screwing around. And so what I, what I, what happened was I, I had in my head a theory of like, oh, I wonder if you can use the tornadoes as like a tunnel to get down right. there. And I tried it on one or two. And then just the third one happened to be the one that was going the other way discovered, got through and was just like, what the fuck just <laughs> happened? Um, and so then it wasn't until six hours later that I found the room that like spells it out for you. Um, you know, so you could take right. that information and go back. I'd already done that hours oh. ago and completed that part of the arc. Um, and then just the fact that you can do that, right? The fact yeah. that you can piece those together right. through accident, through experimentation, and it doesn't break the experience. Cause I think games are often, you can, you know, you play a Fallout game, right, or any sort of adventure game where, like, you grabbed some solution to a puzzle, and it's like, you meet the NPC, and you're like, hey, buddy, you want to do this? Oh, you've got this thing? Cool, <laughs> yeah. thanks for doing that, you know? And <laughs> Outer Wilds is obviously different in a lot of ways, but I, I like how um, it accounts for a lot of different player behaviors um, that you can, quote-unquote, undermine what what maybe is the intended experience, but nonetheless feels like you've authored your own. Totally. And um, yeah, it came off super high on this game. Probably would, definitely would have made my list if I had played it last year. But uh, yeah, that kind of uh, the way that this basically what it, it feels more accurately simulated than any other game, even the one that's going for full realism, like as far as aesthetics goes and all that. It's yeah. just like they've made this like clockwork world and that's why there's so many openings because it's just like they've set it loose right, right. like right. they they set up the things to do the the things like and kind of like you know fit the the physics engine is what it is and that's you're you're going at it you know and um so much of that is it's it's really interesting like i feel like i had two different modes of play in this game one was like i'm fucking around with physics just to see like can i slingshot this this right. uh planet uh am i going to overshoot like and then the other one was like trying to like really follow the lives of these people of the Nomai the, the, the Nomai people and like the kind of heart wrenching <laughs> through line there. Uh really, really it's it's just wild because it's like it feels so much like um like all of the like kind of just puzzle elements and the 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 kind of clockwork and physics based elements don't feel like they should go together with such a uh uh like i don't know something it's something about like when you see games with like a lot of physics in it i feel like you like assume this is going to be more arc not arcadey but uh not a literary game not right a game that has yeah that's exploring themes not a game that's going to dig it's just, into emotions it's going to be like playful in this in this way that's either very uh like goofy and yeah. it's like it's like a sim comedy game like right. the whatever like whatever goat, goat simulator, goat simulator. 
Uh, whatever goat. That's the <laughs> whatever <sequel>. goat. <laughs> or it's going to be a hardcore military sim like Arma or something right. like that. Right. Um, but instead, this is this other thing that is using that that simulated world to try to communicate something about big ideas. Yeah, and like the the making that simulation work so well, kind of definitely God. makes it feel that much more like a real a real place like a, and gives it a sense of real history to me um, because you're seeing that history play out like the, the like last bit of that history play out over and over yeah. again. I definitely want to recommend people go watch the new clip documentary uh, about the game. It's super insightful and interesting because of how distinct this game is in terms of what, how it works compared to most games. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, as games journalists, we often overestimate our ability to understand the way a game works <laughs> or the way, like, what a game engine is or the way a game, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but even with the limited knowledge I think I do have about the way games work, watching that studio talk, the people from that studio talk about everything from the physics stuff, the fact that, like, they have to track Anything that could be – it's like a weird – it's like a weird uh, like echo of the game's own like thoughts and meaning and ideas yeah. and, uh, and rules. But like if you have your probe somewhere, it has to be – if you have your probe next to a geyser on Timberhearth right. and you are on the Hourglass Twins, <laughs> it needs to still track if that geyser on Timberhearth is shooting in case that probe gets shot by the geyser. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. Um, likewise, if you have your ship somewhere, if you have your – it's all running – uh, in such a way that there's a point at which they can't abstract it. Uh, and things like watching the artists zip around the world with their camera upside down because the the tools to build video games aren't meant to build spheres in this way. So if you, like, there's a bit where they're on showing like placing an object on the planet, on the like, the underside of a planet and like hitting right on the on the keyboard, hitting D or whatever it is to move the camera that way, moves the camera left because you're objectively upside down at that point. And like they had to just build with tools that weren't necessarily built to build a game like this. Oh my god. Uh, it's fascinating. It's also a student a student project yes. that became like, you know, this big thing. I think like one a student tiny that blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, you can go yeah. play a version of this. This game won the I the the uh IGF award in 2014 or 2013 a version of it a different version of it before it got a huge art pass before uh-huh. it was even made by this studio it was just a bunch of students who made it in in uh, a school um and it's sick it's still like this game yeah. it is this game minus wow, some of the mystery stuff and and minus certain more recent developments but like the, the twins are there. The you, you, you can know. see a lot of the game yes, right yeah. 100% um, like i remember cool. the, the the one i saw was uh the kind of like solidified how much the game is actually simulating and not just faking was like when you go through the museum in the early part of the game and uh, they're like those uh, uh, those balls that are in yeah. like on, on a on a table yeah. and the game says like hey like you know like the gravitational pull of like the moon adjust this uh. and I was like yeah of course yeah okay it, it does like sure and then like reading this explanation from the developers like no actually like the moon that is orbiting like <laughs> the, the planet like when it moves is not because like we've detected the player is there thus right you know, execute, you know, one zero one zero one, like have some gravity happen. It's like, yeah. no, you could be there. Nothing happens because the gravity isn't affecting it. And if you wait long enough, you will see it get affected um, by the gravity that is actually simulated in, in the game. And I think that's like a small example yeah. of like the yeah. larger systemic work that's happening. 
and it's easy to talk about just, all that stuff yeah. and get caught up in the technicalities of it and lose sight maybe that like it's like poetry to watch right like it right. really is seeing those tornadoes on giant steep seeing the sand fall from one twin to the other is just like the first time you start to explore these spaces, like, and then you go in there and there is literal poetry and there is literal right. discussion between people. You, you like, for me, some of the best moments of this game early on, and I'm curious to see, I'm curious about y'all, like where the, those high points were pretty early and, and kind of where you went first and stuff like that. But for me, whenever I entered a space, I was like, oh, wow, this feels almost lived in in a weird way. So like the sunless city or whatever that's called on the ash, you know, on the Ember the twin. Ember twin. Yeah. Uh, the dark bramble like huge like four-story like cityscape that's underneath there like it's like holy mm -hmm. shit like there's so much here to dig into each of these things has so much history has so much to tell about what this culture was and and also there's a black hole at the middle of this planet yeah. right like on top of everything else i i'm trying to solve a puzzle it, using a where black in order hole. to reach a critical point yes. you need to wait for a piece of that to go through the black hole so that you could go through the black hole oh, figuring that out uh, figuring that oh out my. was God. One, I mean, it took me way too long to figure out that particular puzzle. Yeah. Uh, I tried so many times to just, like, jank my way into that tower. And I figured it out by accident. I just happened to be, like, out there in that area. <sighs> Once I'd realized that's where all the geometry was going right. when it was falling through, I was like, oh, that's right. Because when you fall through the black, when you can, when you through, like, that's the way the game hints it. Is like, it figures yes. at some point you are going to fall into that black hole while platforming. You will appear there, and then in your head it will plants the, the seed that, oh, maybe I should come back here and re-explore this geometry. Maybe there's something to discover. And I I knew that in theory, but didn't actually put it into practice. Yeah. It was just that I happened, I think I was out exploring, I was fucking with the uh, the, the meteor, I forget the yeah, name. The, 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 the interloper. interloper. Yeah. Which is a great name yeah. for a meteor. Yes. Um, Especially given what I happens was fucking with, with the meteor. <laughs> right. And I was, so I was fucking with the interloper, and at a certain point when I hadn't quite timed out with the sun, you know, blazing on it and melting it, and then you can go down there. Around Wait. the time where if you screw the... What? what? You didn't know that you got in the comet? You can get in the comet? Kato, what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Kato. You don't have to do this. You don't... Right, I, I don't so. think Wait, you actually what do you think learn anything critical. I don't know. Oh, wow. What? <laughs> All right, well, let's, pa let's, let's pause. pause. Let's pause. Okay. Let me finish this thought. Yeah. Sorry. And then maybe we'll pick it up from there. Yeah. This, maybe this... this I think this is an, that's an interesting, that's really, that's wow. really interesting. Yeah. So I will just say, yeah, when I was exploring the interloper with the thing there, if you screw up the timing around the time where you'd have to start the loop over again, um, you are kind of in the vicinity of the, uh, where you get spot out, uh, spat out from the, the black hole. And at a certain point, I just started kind of like screwing around and waiting around there. And that's when I realized that piece um, which is, you know, one of the, uh, uh, what do they call them? Like the trials, the quantum, the quantum trials, trials yeah. is this the, one of the final ones you're supposed to find is, is that you can actually. Knowledge? knowledge? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Knowledge, yeah. yes. Yeah. Great name. Because yeah. there's, the there's the uh, other tower, just, but I don't remember what the, I don't remember the giant steep tower is called, but. That one's the trial. Yeah. That's the, the trial. Quantum the trials. Right, right, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you just saw it and you're like, oh shit. Let me get in there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm sure the, the, I'm sure like the intended path was like, you find that. Because it's one of the last things you're like d doing towards the end of the game. Um, yeah, you'd find that uh, you know while screwing around, and realize there's no way up there, and then oh, I bet yada yada yada. And so instead, I just happen to be there, right place, right time. Which again speaks to the the genius of the game and and how it allows you to have those moments in different ways, or to be like Kato. And also, I understand why he didn't find yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Like, it's a 
you could only do it once, right? On the loop in the unless you have to uh, get an interloper. It, I think it loops twice and it's close enough to the sun that it melts. So the but you have so, to wait a long time to yes. do it the second time. Yes, uh, yeah, because it goes far away, and yeah. then maybe you don't have enough time even to explore the whole interior. That's I don't know. So, so Kato, if you start, I saw that there was start the loop signals under the yeah, and I yeah, spent right. a long time looking in those cracks. Like, where's how do I get in? They said I could get in here. What's going on? And then eventually, I just like. I don't know. Moved on. I moved on. I got yeah. distracted and never right. went back before I finished. But God, so you get. So if you go there straight from the start of the loop, uh -huh. basically, and then maybe about like a minute or two in, it will pass very close to the sun. And I discovered uh, I didn't put it all together at first, but I was just like, "Oh, okay, I'm checking off the list of things to look for on the map. I don't really have a next thing to explicitly do." I'm on the interloper. It goes near the sun, and all of a sudden, I hear. <laughs> and I'm like, the hell's going on? I look beneath me, and the ice is disappearing. And so, a, a layer of the ice in a certain part, like one of the poles that they're exploring, yeah, it's like in the, a different spot. It's the front of the comet, right? Will crack away, yes. will melt away, spot, right? Yeah, the part that's like facing the sun. That's as the part it, as it, they said in like in whatever the like whatever the writing was there that says like, oh yeah, we could we can get in on the sun side of the comet. And yeah. like I spent a fucking long right. ass time looking for a hole. Looking for a hole. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so does the ice come and back? Yeah, yeah, as it goes away. Wow. Yes. As it you goes have away. maybe, <laughs> you, you have like um, like 45 seconds. Yeah, it's to a like, big you basically, need to, God, no you basically need to know where to be looking. Yeah. And then once the ice melts, you get down there. And once you're in the cavern structure, you have all the time you need to like go see the end of it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that essentially provides the answer to- And the end of it what, is right, yeah. What, what, <laughs> yeah. What? So what produced the heat I death of the assumed, universe? Yeah. It's like I just the interloper. So inside, yeah. you end up finding a couple of you find like the recorders of all the the, the nomai. There's like two nomai in there, yeah. And you find a lot of ghost matter. And what you learn is the ghost matter, the kind of green glowy aura stuff that shows up in your in your probe's camera, right? That kills you if you walk into it. Yeah. It was brought to the it was brought by the interloper. And, oh shit! Yeah. Uh, their final recordings are like, holy shit! If this thing blows up, it's going to kill everybody. <laughs> and then their next one is like, we gotta go. We gotta go tell everybody. Oh, and so fuck. for for me, this is an incredible moment because I had. I, I'm sure this is true for at, at least one of you. Definitely someone listening. Um, for most of that game, I was like, oh, I love these Nomai, but they fucked up. They definitely. They. It's their fault that. The sun blew up. It's they were their screwing fault. around with some around stuff with that, that maybe shit. they didn't need to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And in fact. Sometimes bad luck. Sometimes uh, 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 and also who knows? Maybe they shouldn't have screwed around with the with the ghost matter comet. Like I don't know to the degree to which <laughs> observing it and and <laughs> testing it could have maybe. Uh -huh. I don't know. Yeah. The, the story does not exactly. Does, yeah. It does not say that touching it made it do this. It does not say that that touching it didn't make it do this. But it explodes. Ghost matter spreads through the system and it instantly kills them all. They are like they are uh, extra susceptible to it. That is what wipes the Nomai out inside of the solar system. Fuck. Yeah. This is why they're all dead and this is why they look like fallout corpses. You know what I mean? Right. Like I always in the middle thought of that was life. a little weird but mm -hmm. I assumed that it was eventually just like they died out. Yeah, no, they but died like, in this terrible It was like in, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry. Shit. It sucks. <laughs> uh, but like, up until that point and I found the comment pretty late in my journey. I was like Okay, so they're they're trying to cause a supernova. Yeah, I guess that killed them somehow. I didn't. I couldn't. There was a jump. There was a jump there. But yeah. then the other half of it is the moment that you go through the sun station, and 
did you do that? Did yeah, y'all both yeah. get, okay. And learning like they couldn't do it. Right. They built, it didn't fucking work. <laughs> yeah, they built the thing to take the energy, yeah. but they Oops. couldn't set the thing off. Yeah, is also just a brilliant moment of needing to rethink what you see is happening. You know, um, that definitely felt. That was also, I think, that was like kind of a linchpin in like a a a a, a, a through line I had of thinking that what the of of what the end of this game was going to be of like mm-hmm. okay this is a tool that they've set up they're talking about reverting they're literally talking about reverting a supernova there must be some way and it kind of was great that that was there even though that ended up not being what happens right, right? totally like it was like it kind of like they put in these moments where you uh, you given what you know given what most people who play games assume about games and what you your goals are like they kept dropping these hints of like oh yeah obviously like we're gonna use that to save uh-huh save everyone <laughs> like yeah i definitely ooh. thought for most of the game uh-huh yeah that this was gonna be a game that wrapped up with me going back in time and stopping the nova at least maybe yeah, even reverting the, the nova, nova like, maybe even recover you know what i mean like i right because video games right, right. or um, going to their civilization somewhere right, else and being right. like hey we made it wow they all escaped they all got out of uh-huh. here they're living on the eye of the universe whatever you know i'm like <laughs> mm, not so much yeah um yeah. and we'll get there we'll talk about yeah, the ending yeah. for sure i'm curious for y'all was there anything early on where you, what was like the the let's just like this where did you go first you know you get the, the keys to the rocket ship where do you go do you remember? Yeah. Where'd you go? I remember my first loop very well because it the it the fucking destroyed me. I went to the I went to the moon. Yeah. I went to the moon the met the, uh, the moon meaning Timber Hearts moon, not yeah, the yeah, yeah. moon. Uh yeah. whatever it's called. Uh, uh, rock something. I rock rock. Yeah. Um explored there. I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Actually, uh I looked down at Timberhearth from the moon. I was like, oh, what is what is this crater on here? Mm. And I go down. There's that seed of Dark Bramble, right, where you f- figure out that mm-hmm. throwing uh, your probe into it gives you a signal, like, up in where Dark, dark Bramble is. Um, and I'm talking to the person there. Uh, I forget exactly who that is, but they're like, there's a... Um, what are... Wait, uh, Harthian? Harthian? Harthians. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a there's a Harthian there that you're talking to yeah. about. Like, what is this big seed? I wonder what it does. And as I was talking to them, the Nova went off behind, and it basically just kind of enveloped from like over the ridge yeah. where that crater is, and just like took. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like it because I was like. I was interacting with an NPC as that happened. It was such a like, all these people are dead. <laughs> like, yeah. like it hit me because, um, I didn't realize how long the the loop was. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna spend as much time as possible in this tutorial area and talk to everyone, go through all the dialogue." Like I really spent time in that first town. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, uh, given the the end of that first loop, after it turns out apparently the clock doesn't start until you get uh, the launch codes. Yeah, or it doesn't something? start until then. Yeah, you still get a twenty. Like that first that first session can go really long. Right. You know? Yeah. I spent a lot of time in that town. I was like, "Oh yeah, look at all these people. This is great. I'm gonna go explore the dead." <laughs> Fucking, fucking gone. Got him. Oh, I was it felt it it hurt. <laughs> like it <laughs> it was rough. Um and like yeah, that's I will never forget that just kind of like 
moment of realization and like being having I don't know it, it wasn't that much time that I spent there but like I did everything that you could do without a ship on that planet before leaving yeah. basically and it like that was enough time to really endear me to the 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 like idea of these people uh and so yeah that was my first loop <laughs> Patrick do you remember where you went first you also do the moon? Uh, yeah, I, I followed the signals. Like, oh, was, sure. And I, think, and I think one of the first signals, uh, I don't know if it was the first loop or, you know, it was the first loop or two or, like, you know, once I kind of, like, got my 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 feet steady in, in playing the game was when you find um, the, uh, da, 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 the uh, like, the emergency signals, like the three, the yes. escape pods that, like, give you another. Um, and I think what the first escape pod that I went after, like, took me to Dark Bramble, like, extremely early. <laughs> I felt, felt much earlier than I was probably supposed, like, you know, supposed to go there. It's like, hey, there's all these, like, friendlier planets that you can go explore before you go to the, oh, that was, you know, weird uh, fish maze. Um, Dark and, Bramble uh, was absolutely my second planet because I was at that seed, and I was right. like, you throw that, you throw that, that, uh, I threw, I threw my pod in there, in there. Was, yeah. like, my probe in there, and went straight to Dark Bramble, <laughs> Got eight. Yeah, I bet. Did not go yep. back until the very end Those of the game because that was fucking terrifying. Those fish are terrifying. I mean, the first time I died in Dark Bramble was like, I just didn't have enough speed going in to get somewhere. And then I like, you know, you can turn around. And I like, yeah. And I'm just, and I eventually just stopped basically. Like, I'm sure I had, <laughs> I, I don't know if you would ever actually run out of momentum, but like the number wasn't moving. <laughs> and so then. Just like kind of like turn like t- turn the camera around, like turn the ship around, which doesn't trigger the uh, uh, the, the giant uh, fish monsters. Yeah. And but I saw one near me, and I was like, well, I wonder if I could just like tap the analog stick and like tap and just. <laughs> just like, ah, fuck. The, they have tuned the speed uh-huh. of those fish so perfectly uh-huh. that they just like jump off the line, and they're just like there. It's so good. It's so it's so scary. Uh, yeah, the noise they make too is especially the first time because I was not, I did not see it as I drove by. Oh, right, and then there was a noise behind me, and then the teeth. Yeah, <laughs> just those like, teeth closing close around, around the front. Oh, it's so good. Oh. The mm-hmm. fuck just happened? Yeah. Um, one time my I don't know if they hit if it like hit the ship weird or what, but my ship broke apart while they were trying to attack it, and so they like ate the one of them ate the ship, but I was just free floating in dark ramble by ah. myself, and I'm like. Because that's one of my favorite things that happens is the front of the, you ever noticed, uh, has this ever happened, has this ever happened to you, fellas? <laughs> the front of your ship will just, you'll be like, why is my ship not control, controlling oh, anymore? Oh, and then you turn around and, and like, the back, and half, the back is, is gone. gone, and then the front half moves away from you forward, yep. and like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, and so it's like me and Dark Bramble by myself, being like, okay, <laughs> you know what? I am just going to fly towards a fish. Just eat me. Just go. Let's, Let's just go. go. Let's just get this. Let me face my fears and <laughs> move forward. Um, that's what Kingdom Hearts taught uh, me yeah, to do. Is, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some of these questions because I think we have so many questions I'd like to get through as many as we can. And also because they're going to get us to interesting conversation, I think. This one comes in from Claire who says, hey, Waypointers. I would try to be as brief as I can with this email, but this game makes my brain happy and it's hard not to gush about it. There's a whole bunch of things I want to ask about. Uh, this game that made me ask so many questions and so many that aren't questions so much as prompts for y'all to talk about cool things that this game does, like how the <laughs> interloper is how the interloper isn't connected to anything else on the rumor map. Wild. How could it be? No 
one else went there. You're yeah. the first one since it, anyway. I have, I however, know. narrowed it down to one question. As I explored the solar system and discovered more about the Nomai and their plans, I always had a running theory about what exactly happened to make the Nomai disappear and set the sun to explode. At one point, I hypothesized that the sun station was a time machine that would send the sun into the past over and over to instantly harvest the energy it would radiate over its lifespan. I delighted in every, every time that I found some new evidence that blew my theories out the water. My question is this. Did any of you have any running theories about what happened as you were playing? Were you ever disappointed to learn they weren't true? When did you realize what was really going on? Uh, thanks so much for the five-star podcast and the five-star game recommendations. It's probably my favorite game of all time. Cheers, Claire. Thank you, Claire. When did you, when did you, did you have theories the whole time or were you just like, let me let this wash over me? And I did, I did have that one theory of like, once I found out that they were trying to harvest the supernova and there's like a line somewhere in there where they're like, don't worry, they won't kill us because we have this, we figured out this time loop business and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> I was like, oh, surely we're going to use the time loop to somehow revert the sun yeah. to an earlier state or something. And that was like the, that was my theory for most of it until I got to, I, until I got into Ash Twin, which I did really late. Oh, right. um, I mean, the, w getting into Ashman was the last thing I did in this game. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a puzzle that's been broken <laughs> since launch, or has what? been has been um, not broken, but uh, eh, they patched it a number of times. They released another patch with a different like prod in that direction uh -huh. or like a month ago. Um, so, you know, if you had trouble getting to Ash Twin, you and everyone else who's played this game, it is, I think the one like clear, obvious knock uh, against its design is you can do the thing that's supposed, well, at launch, you could do the thing that was supposed to get you into Ash Twin and it just wouldn't trigger sometimes because you weren't there at the right particular moment. Wait, what? Yeah. Or not in Ash, sorry, am I talking about Ember Twin? Yeah, no. You're, you're talking about the, the core, the core, where the warp core is. We have to like where the sand is coming down. Right, we have to we have to yeah. look you have to look you up to, as as the the sand, as the sand the, comes the sun, over the sandstorm yeah. goes over. Yeah, you. yeah. So yeah. at the at the time, if you were at, when that game launched, if you ran in there when it happened, yeah. which was the solution, right. there was a chance that instead of being on the ground and getting teleported down, it would lift you up too quickly, right? And you just wouldn't get teleported. down. Oh yeah, no, that's straight up planet. straight up happened well, to so, me even post patch. Right, so well, that happened to me. So that's, that's for one of hours. The, I thought it's one of the reasons I had to. Yes. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying that I had to. I looked up a walkthrough for that bit yep. because I was like, I think I'm doing the. Yes. I feel like I'm in the right space. I did a mo. Like, I, because it didn't work. I was like, all right, well, maybe it's below. Maybe so there's I just, another. Like, yes. I just stood on the sand and like took out my phone and just like read Twitter for like the entirety of like a 22 minute loop, right. watching the sand go further and further down um, uh, at different parts of the planet, just maybe wondering if there was a different way. In and at that uh, point, no one had written in yet to tell us that there is now a meditation or a, a no, rest at the. I never got that. Thing. I don't know. Wait, what? How, where do you get that? I have no idea. You can wait at the campfires in advance time. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, but, but you need a campfire. But, no, but isn't there a? Oh, there, there's there's a, also is there a power. There's you also can a get? thing called meditation that you can get. That's from Giant Steep. That's talking to the Harthian on Giant Steep, who tells you how to wait. meditate. Uh, and that meditation is, is just a, is just a soft reset. It just starts. It kicks you kicks you back immediately to the top of the loop instead of letting you instead of doing exit game. Uh, which, oh, 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 oh. Which I talked to. You have to what? talk to him again. Ah. Uh. Go back. You gotta God go back. That's the one, he's the one person, or they're the one person who knows. Right? Yeah. The person on Giant Steep is also caught in the loop. Right. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah, man. Weird. Sometimes I get bored. I just meditate. I mean, that was the giant. 
Steep person? I think so. Yeah, I'm 90% sure it's on Giant Steep. I thought that was the dark bramble person was the one who was May- also caught in the Maybe loop. it's that. Listen, it has been yeah, 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 10 fair. months since I played this game <laughs> or whatever, right? Um, but one of them, I yeah, thought it was yeah. the Giant Steep person who taught you to meditate, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, we'll teach you how to meditate. Well, one which of is the Harthians. Yeah, which just... is just a button. It's just go into the go into the pause menu and hit meditate. But I didn't know about the sit at a campfire thing, or I didn't, it wasn't in the game. It wasn't in the game when it launched. Oh, really? That's also has been patched in. Oh, okay, cool. For usability, which yeah, I yeah. think makes sense and would make that work better. Um, anyway, you, so that was, you said you got there early or late? You didn't, to inside the Ash Twin, you were saying. That was very late. Okay. But I didn't have a problem kind of on accident mm. the that tower has that bridge over it mm-hmm. and i hit under the sand to yes. just see what would happen and it didn't and it didn't it didn't lift me so i was like oh great and i walked in and it worked perfect but it's that's, probably, the, way, that's the way it's supposed to work 100 <laughs> yeah. that's what i did the first uh, time and then lost like three hours trying to solve that a different way because it didn't work did anyone go back and do the thing that you can do in in the, the core in the core the duplicate? The duplicate. I didn't. Did you have you I read about seen? it? Yeah, I saw Will Smith I've do it. I heard about it. I didn't um, I don't actually know what happens. A duplicate of you is there. And well you can talk yeah, you can talk to yourself. Yes. That's good. Yeah. That's it's great. really cool looking. <laughs> um uh, we got a couple of emails in about that. Uh but yeah, I I didn't do it. I, I watched someone else do it and it's it's fascinating that they did that. And and I don't know that it like I I have to I wish I would have done it myself. I wish that's what it is. Like yeah. it's such a game of like you can tell me the thing all you want, but if it if it had happened to me, it would have blown me away for sure. Um in terms of theories, like I said, I definitely thought like the you know my had fucked themselves over. Um I think the big final understanding of like, no, this is everywhere, which you get pretty early or <laughs> I got pretty early because I, I <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I ended up beating, getting almost all of Dark Bramble by mid-game. Um, huh. Like, I'd found the vessel. I had gone inside. Like, I had a, at that point, at the point at which I could, I saw the vessel and understood that it existed, um, I started to think, like, oh, am I going to take this ship somewhere? Right. Um, and in there is where you can find that one wall of text. Uh, you know, that one in this game. <laughs> there's the wall, there's like the, there's like the <laughs> ship log and then there's the other one that is like the messages from all the Nomai. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's the end of the universe so we're gathering in the, in the last place that will die and we're hanging out. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Everything is dying. Right. This is way bigger than I thought it was. Yeah. This is terrible. Um, and that is, that was the point at which I started to rethink what the game might be about for sure. Or like what, 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 both what it's about and what's happening moment to moment. Patrick, did you ever develop any theories or were you pretty much eyes on the prize? I, I let it, I let it wash over me. And then the moment I started thinking about what could happen, I saw the quantum moon and then saw it disappear and then realized that it would appear again if I just fl- turned around a couple of times in the night sky and went, man, fuck it, whatever. Like, let's, let's just go. go. I'm just going to yeah. – I'm good. Like I'm just going to just – I get the moment, the moment that the quantum moon became a thing uh, late in the game that I had read a lot about and then, you know, stumbled into inadvertently. I was like, wait, I thought there – that's not – I don't know, man. Okay, let's just keep. We'll you just did keep get trucking. on the moon. You got on the moon. You met Solanum. Solanum mm-hmm. is that right? Is that her name? Yeah. Well, it was even before all that. You're just like saying, before just I had the quant- just see, yeah. just realizing that in this world 
was a moon that was there and then not there <laughs> that it was it appeared <laughs> based on you seeing it and then when I tried to land on it and I just went through it and it disappeared yep. I went, nah, okay let's just open up that map and let's just start checking things off I'm not gonna worry about <laughs> this right a, now a fun note about that map which I think is like the thing that makes this game really work for a wide audience yeah. does me, not certainly. work without that map they put it in an uh, I almost said an hour they put it in a year before that game launched for all of the builds up until that last year mm. it did not have wow. any sort of internal tracking and obviously the place it makes sense though because <sighs> yes. why wouldn't you you wouldn't do that until like the game structure was in a place where you could think how do we want to communicate information I, to the player. from from watching that doc it sounded like they just weren't going to include anything like that and then playtesting happened Oof. and they were like oh no <laughs> and so what they said is like that's just our design doc like it's just the map wow. of their internal tracking right i don't know if it's word for word the same sure, summaries sure, but, but once you think of it that way you're like yeah, oh yeah. shit yeah they yeah. probably just have that <laughs> in an internal wiki an internal whiteboard like mind maps or software and it is just what it is yeah i'm um, like dude without that thing i would have been done i would not be I would not have gotten through this game, no. you know. Um, I would have, have enjoyed so many notes. I would have enjoyed some time with it, and then been like, "Oh, I think I'm done." Yeah, cool. I found. I read some stuff. Yeah, that, that plan at one point is cool. This seems because you just don't. Sometimes you don't know if what you're looking at is important in the yeah. in the clue sense versus the theme sense, or even the the like having something that will give you something else to do if you ever get stuck and yes. frustrated. Yes, like. For some reason, I thought I could uh, like uh, scale up into the uh, what's it called, the black hole forge. I thought you could. You can. <laughs> you can. What? You absolutely can. You can. That's how I got up there. <laughs> Are you serious? There's the two ways. So the black hole forge is the place inside of <laughs> Brittle Hollow. Yeah. That is the top. It's the top floor of that, or the bottom floor, depending on if you're looking upwards or downwards. Yeah. Um, and I fully did not so. <laughs> I cleared out Brittle Hollow. This is like my big, my big fuck up. Was definitely one of the biggest fuck ups I made in the games. I missed the room, or I maybe I saw it the first time through. Uh-huh. There's like the room with the the lever you hit that raises the anvil, so to speak. It right. raises the the descended platform. Yeah, and you can ride that up to the top, right? Can you? Yes. Okay. How did you get up there? I, I teleported. All right, you can teleport. Yeah, you wore, you also the first the, thing I did. Area. This is I've I, done this so I many looked up. Times. I looked yes. up. And saw the teleportion, the teleport pad right. on the ceiling. And I right. thought, that's just the teleport pad that's on the surface right. leaking through. Oh. And I, that's why I was like, no. obviously, I must be so able then, to scale it up. Right. It was until much later. So I've now told you that I've told there are three ways to get there <laughs> yeah. without teleporting. One is jumping onto that fucking anvil thing. As it, they, I'm calling it an anvil because it's called the forge. Right. And it like resembles an anvil loosely, I guess. Kind of. You, yeah. you ride that thing up as it raises. Right. The of second, course. and that's the, that was. My third solution. <laughs> the second solution was get my fucking ship in there. You oh can, my god! You can jack right. your ship in there just right <laughs> into like the the hole where the forge is lowered, and uh, spin and fly it up to the top and spin it around, and it'll stick on the ceiling because right. it has the crystals. The, the gravity. And crystals. the third way is to platform your way through the broken elevator. Up that's there. what I. That's and what you I, can totally do it. It's no. not meant to be done. You like pixel perfect jumps. I, I did spent, that also. I spent a long time getting three quarters of the way up that thing and then falling and then being like. There must be something yeah, else. No, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'll not, figure it out later. I'm yeah. gone. <laughs> well, so then I did that, and then the first time I got up there was through those, the platforming tricks or through the ship. Yeah. I was like, well, there's nothing up here because I had missed the switch that raises the, the forge. Mm, so I was like, well, now I'm now what? Now I'm fucked. Right. You know, you're not. You're just, please. There's a teleport pad right here. Go downstairs. Hit the flip. Ugh. Yeah. 
So I missed a lot of things like that at first, which I think is, again, part of the joy of the game is very much like, let me just beat my fucking head against this thing. And then yeah. you step away and you go like, no, right, okay. <laughs> uh, here's a small little note from from uh, Sankis who says, the Nomai children in Outer Wild have sloppier handwriting than the adult Nomai. Yeah. This isn't a question, sorry, but I thought you'd <laughs> like to be aware of the fact, this fact that devastated me emotionally. It's such an incredible touch. It's, that is extremely good. It's very good. That is good. It um, also was part of my theory of like they just died out, right? Because you see generations start to happen, yeah, and it's just like oh, they just like lived until they didn't at some point. But I mean, obviously, it was a little more dramatic yeah. than that. But it, it turns but, out. But you're right that like there is the thing about this interesting about their story is they show up and there's this great like burst of excitement I mean like there's a sense of urgency there's a sense to of urgency first because like, like yeah. oh my god uh oh one of our pods got lost yeah what's going the on other pods Everybody. escaped the dark bramble seed <laughs> okay hey look we're close to the eye of the universe we could we could figure out this eye of the universe shit yeah and so it's a combination of like how do we save our people how do we get, get society built and then also how do we get the eye of the universe and then it does kind of gradually become just life and yeah. it's like oh well the, the urgency that's felt in some of those earlier messages is replaced with a sort of like quiet curiosity yeah um, which is cool. Um, B in Toronto says, Hey, all One of the things that compelled me most about Outer Wilds was how effectively it compelled me to uh, create theories about the universe and how different cogs in its clockwork worlds functioned. One of the places I first visited was the Interloper, and upon reaching the central chamber f- filled with ghost matter, the gears in my head started turning. Can you imagine getting the fucking Interloper first? first? God. <laughs> we learned that such a large quantity of ghost matter could have disastrous properties were it not encased in ice, but later in the cycle, the Interloper gets swallowed up by the sun before it goes supernova. I'm not sure if it's ever confirmed, but to this day, I believe the interloper's crash course into the sun triggers slash accelerates the supernova that eventually ends your cycle. How about yourselves? Do you have any moments of this game that made you feel truly clever for connecting the dots and discovering something new, either narratively or mechanically? I think the quantum moon mm. was like just yeah. working out how to land on it yeah. was already one. Like that entire sequence is the most I feel like I'm, I've learned, I've cracked the code to the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, realizing how I could like move the tower across the the uh, the kind of um, mm-hmm. the uh, whatever the the path of the of the quantum moon and like towards the north end, right. and, like getting it up there and being like okay, all of that was super cool. Um, anything any of the quantum stuff, I think, felt so organic, even totally. if it's not theory crafting, it's just rules learning. Um, just uh, the small moment of being in that on the quantum moon in that tower and turning the light on yes. and off, just yes. like and oh. being on a different planet each yes. time, <laughs> so good. God, that stuff is great. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's any other puzzly stuff that I was like, oh, I fucking learned. I got that. That felt good. Um, I don't think so. I think those. Are the- yeah, I already shared mine with the with the tornado. Yeah. Right. That was my. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, it's <sighs> maybe some of the some of the stuff around just. Um, I feel like we're, are we missing a planet? What's a planet? We're, okay, wait. Timber Hearth plus its moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The twins. Mm-hmm. Twins. The giant steep, mm-hmm. the water planet. Brittle Hollow. Brittle Hollow. Uh, Dark, Bramble. Dark Bramble. That's it? And Interloper. And the Interloper. Okay. Yeah, I think maybe, so. You know what? It, I think maybe for me it, it really was the um, the Dark Bramble stuff. Feeling like I got through that pretty early and like getting – understanding how the – using the probe to navigate that space was right. something that was like – I just got that. I just intuited like how that works. I didn't just intuit it. They designed it in a way that would communicate it. But, right, you know, I, right. I learned it pretty quickly without having read it. And that scene on Timberhearth. Right, exactly. was like the yes, first thing. Like, yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Ross wants to know uh, – 
so many aspects of this game have stuck with me in the months since I played it, but none more than the music. I think composer Andrew uh, Prollo did an incredible job in putting together a soundtrack that's awesome in the literal sense and uh, intimate in equal measure. How many sci-fi games uh, open on the strumming of a banjo? So many of my favorite moments in the game are entwined with musical cues, wandering through Timber Hearth for the first time, finding Ryback in the depths of Brittle Hollow, getting to the heart of the interloper. But I want to give a special shout out to the to End Times, the track that signals the end of each cycle. There's a subtle variation on, on that theme, which plays when you have the ability to finish the game. And hearing that kick in as yes. I sped towards yeah. my ultimate yeah. having finally yeah. collected the docks was so, so thrilling. Yeah, holy shit. The final Made me run. not want to fuck it up. I because fucked it up. It was like, oh, this oh yeah, is great. Did you get that game. I only want to. Dr- I only want to hear it once. I know. I don't, it's I not going to be yep. nearly as inspiring yep. a second time. <laughs> that music is incredible. That whole run is incredible. Yeah. I so I got the warp core late. So for people who don't know, the way I guess I could we should have paused and set up some of this stuff a little bit. But um, you, yeah, I, the. The final run is that you get this warp core and you have to – you basically need three p- pieces of the puzzle. It's like Carmen Sandiego. Uh, you need <laughs> the ship, uh, the Nomai ship. You need a warp core to power the ship, which is what they've been trying to get all the power into basically. And, or I guess no, they're trying to get the, they get the power into the in, – they're using a warp core to power the sun state or to power the loop machine, the, yeah. the time travel machine. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, and then you need the coordinates of the eye of the universe, which they get – Via the sun going supernova, which powers a probe, the ability to launch a probe so powerful that it can send a message back in time. So you need to like get all those pieces. You then you get the warp core, you travel across the, the system to Wait, is that where the probe goes? What? The one that, yeah. that launches every single time you wake up? Yeah. That's also that mm-hmm. probe is finding the, the eye of the universe. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> which, which is why I think it goes in a different direction each time. Every single time, because it's a because, quantum. Yep, it's a oh the eye is quantum, God. so the eye is changed where it is. Maybe anyway. Yes. No, that totally um, makes so, sense. So it sends back those coordinates. You have the coordinates. You have to rush across all of the system into Dark Bramble, which is this, which is brilliant design in the sense that that is the, sl- the place you have to go the slowest. Yeah. You can't just jet through it. And so there's this like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I want to hit the accelerator <laughs> so bad, but these fucking fish are going to eat me. And so I got the warp core very late in yeah. my cycle. And I went, you know what? I should just, I should just start the cycle over. I'll meditate. But I'd already taken the warp core, which meant the time machine. Is oh, broken. I did this too. And I was like, and it just immediately was like, dead. You've died. You died. You've game died. over. Game I was like, over. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I, I thought for a half second, I was like, I guess there's not really saves. So it's, it's not like a, it's not the end of the world if like, it deleted your save, but it would have been sort of fitting for the game to be like, yeah, you just got to start from someone, scratch. Like, we, yo, yeah, we had timeline someone, over. We had someone write in who, who that is exactly what happened and they let it ride. Uh, Evan oh, wrote in damn. and said, did any of y'all get the bad ending? Uh, I didn't feel like going back to dark. I didn't feel like going back into dark Bramble to uncover a question mark. I found out later it was the ship. So when I was holding on the ship's core in my hand, I had no idea there was some place it was supposed to go. My gut said to outrun the sun's explosion. So, uh, and I ended up living. So like they got in the ship and just left. Yeah. Uh, but with nothing to do, I killed myself and got a true game over screen. I took it and I literally uninstalled the game. My, my immediate reaction was wow. muted, but in Watching the good ending, I appreciate my ending more. It started as a game about exploration, but it turned into a game about solving this particular puzzle. Uh, the game that I enjoyed playing was long over, so when I got to the game over screen, it rang true. I just wanted the loop to be over, and I welcomed the darkness. 
All right. Well, shout outs to you, Evan. That's, like, that's, a, right. that's a, a mode. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it's worth finishing this loop. Absolutely. <laughs> or finishing this this game. Uh, <laughs> just for the music. Just for the music. That that moment's incredible. Obviously, that last performance is incredible. The, the kind of performance you go out on. Yeah. Um. Uh. And just the way the music is used and not used. There's lots of quiet moments of you just like absolutely breathing in space uh, or not breathing <laughs> in space. <laughs> um. Uh, and I, I noticed early on that all of the different instruments line up and become a single song. So that moment at the very end didn't necessarily hit as strong for me. Um, I noticed that because, you know, the, the probe that gets shot, one time I was like, I'm going to chase it. I'm going to find it. Yeah. And if you move quick enough, you can get to it. Oh, shit. There's nothing there. It's Damn. That's like one of the other things like that maybe is a little disappointing is you can get to the probe, yeah. match speed with it. It's like outside the solar system and you're just stuck waiting. Like there's nothing there. You see it. But what happens is you get far enough away from the solar system that when you turn back with your signal scope on, all of the signals have overlapped. So if you have the Outer Wilds like exploration team signal yeah. on, all of that music converges. Oh, and so wow. you hear that song early, which is sick. I mean, you've heard the song anyway yeah, like it's yeah. a major theme totally um but hearing it like in world like that was very cool yeah um any other musical moments I'm trying to think i love I, I i loved when one of my favorite bit like personal bits would be when you would hear the end state yeah. music for the end of the loop i'm glad that it started before it like it either could serve as a a hey if you were, you know, if, if you need to finish reading some stuff yeah. in this area, like wrap it up so, so you don't have to come back saying, here. Finish your answers, you yeah. know, you're five minutes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, because there's a ver- there's a version of that where it's like, oh, that clip drops and then you know, thirty seconds, you know, like the, the explosion happens because right. the explosion then it takes like thirty seconds a minute for it to actually kind of play out. I appreciated that you got it was more of like a warning. Mm-hmm. But what I, I found myself doing was that in the in a, more instances than not. You know, you get to the end of a run and like, ah, there's not enough time to really do anything. I'll just kind of screw around for a little bit before I get out of here. I would try and wait until the cl- like the clip would play and then just try and find a new spot to watch like the supernova play out like <laughs> in some other different pretty part of the universe. Like, cool, I'm just going to plot myself here and just wait for death to come, <laughs> but the prettiest death possible. And so I'd be propping myself up on like different parts of the environment and then just uh, I wish the game actually could have let you play an instrument like oh, that's I, what oh I my done. So I was bad. like so bad. Like give me a guitar yeah, that I can I like tap it. an A button to yeah, like totally. do a little banjo as I wait <laughs> wait for this Independence Day blue wave to that would come hit incredible. me. God. Just give me just if that if they had somehow one unlockable and the unlockable let you pick was, an instrument at the beginning. Yeah, that would have been the like, best. Like just have them in your ship <sighs> like oh hey you're you've you're you're harmonica yeah, guy. That would have been that would have been so sick. God damn it. With that, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, I, it looks like the next the next question we got here uses the word existentialism. So that's that's good. Right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
All right, we are back with a question from Kevin. Kevin says, hey, Waypoint crew. Obviously, there's going hey. to be... S- hey. Hey. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> How you doing? You all right? All right, good. <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be some time dedicated during any spoiler discussion about Outer Wilds to talk about the game's themes around existentialism. Do you guys fall fall more on the side of terror or of comfort when it comes to how the game interprets the terror of existential crises? For me, the game presents existence as the act of being observed and remembered. It's why the loop only starts when the statue looks at you for the first time and stores that memory in a a visage-like mask. It's why the observatory on Timberhearth doubles as a museum. It's why there's such an emphasis on the quantum mechanics that are so critical to the game's design. So at the conclusion of the game, when all the lights go out and the last thing the player sees is an illustration, not a 3D rendered model to explore, but something that feels explicit, explicitly extra diegetic of the universe that comes after the Harthians and the Nomai, I'm left with more of a sense of dread than comfort, considering there's absolutely no trace of the peoples that existed before, or did they? Though this seems like an interesting way to frame these questions, I'm curious, sorry, thought this seems like, like an interesting way to frame these questions, curious about your thoughts. Thanks, Kevin. I think it's a really like smart through line here of like thinking yeah. about observation and remembrance as being very key to the way the game frames a lot of meaning. Totally. Um, and I think that I think that that's like in some ways for me, I just come out hopeful regardless. But I think the the hope is the hopefulness is that this is an act of the final acts that you make in this game are acts that are necessarily of um, compassion and altruism because you're not going to be remembered. This is not a way for you to achieve immortality or remembrance. It is you facing a crisis and saying, how do I build a world? Should I build a world that is better than ours, that is different than ours, that is that is next? How do we decide what comes next if what we have now can't can't continue, which to me is the kind of ecological, one of the ecological messages of this game. Um, and it's a rare ecological message because right now, a lot of the messaging that we have, and I think it's, it's understandable and important, is how do we fix what's broken? How do we address the yeah. crisis? How do we get enough people to want to address the crisis? Instead, Outer Wild says, what if we've passed the brink already? What if every, what if the way of life as we know it is coming to an end and whatever comes next means reconfiguring and re-understanding what life even looks like day to day Mm -hmm. do we go through should we how how do we usher in that process and should we do it joyfully should we do it solemnly and i I think the game says both right there is a degree of nostalgia and sadness and and like oh wow look at everything that's going away you know those fireflies go out those like universes go out the 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 (laughs) galaxies go out and it's fucking wild um but at the very end of the thing, I think it's still fundamentally hopeful that you sing a new a new universe into existence. Whether it has you in it or not, I think the the point is that it should exist and that the joy of others that can come into the world after you is is worth uh, is worth your labor putting in into yeah. building that world. Um, so for me, I, I remain very hopeful about this game, and I and I'm I was shocked to see that the game presented a world in which it didn't want it didn't leave a place for you in it after you did the thing. Totally. You know, outside of your probe, which can get there, which I guess is a little nod. Yeah. Um, But yeah, go ahead. Uh, um, Yeah, my answer would have been both. Like I started terrified, ended up, uh, you know, kind of hopeful and like taking away a similar message of that. More specifically of the idea of putting things into motion that you will never see, but that are worth doing for the betterment of future generations or 
things yeah like the the and the first time that hit me really being uh kind of late i got back into uh Riddle, Riddle Hall, like after my initial run through there, mm-hmm. uh, and falling into the black moon, black hole, and not wanting to bla- fall into the black hole too much, I ended up doing a lot of the more deeper exploring kind of later. Like, like it was like the second to last thing I did before I did my run from the to the vessel. Um, and that's there's a, definitely a moment there where one of the the second generation of Nomai after after the the first ones had kind of built this city mentioning that mentioning that like so and so didn't live to see this project through but I'm going to make sure to finish it like and like what they left behind is going to help us in the long run like you know it's you know making strides towards a thing that you don't you will, might not ever see but that doesn't matter because it's worth doing for you know the good of other people mm-hmm. right yeah yeah um uh, there's a, a uh, patrick you go ahead and answer and i'll read a, a weirdly an answer that basically came in from another reader that is about the same thing but go ahead patrick if you have thoughts on the hopeful did you leave this hopeful uh, did you leave this terrified well I, I probably left it in the same way that um one of the few profound like it hits me every like I don't have a lot of phobias or fears, but like I'll be in the shower and like think about death and just like paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just and this game is utterly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This game is filled with utterly. Phobias. If you are afraid of being stuck in a place as sand fills in and claustrophobia kills you, well, that okay, yeah, of, okay. If you're I, afraid I of like, drowning. I, I know, I know what you're saying, but like, if, whenever, if, if you, well, I was like, if you're gonna like rank deaths, like <laughs> shitty deaths for me, uh-huh. like, like, um. I don't have I don't call it a phobia of being in like a like a closeted space like I yeah. like I can be in a you know what I mean like I don't yeah. consider it that far but like one of the, like the worst <sighs> movies of all time slash best movies of all time is the Ryan Reynolds movie Buried, Buried? in which he is <laughs> yeah. stuck yeah. underneath the uh-huh. sand oh, in I think the Iraq desert like in a coffin with a cell phone for a week and if I think about that for too long like I have like real problems but like like that concept of death is like very troubling to me. I like, you know, I don't believe in an afterlife and like yada yada yada. And so like when I get stuck in that like loop of thinking about that, it like it really like kills me. Even yeah. though intellectually, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And like I didn't know what it was like to be before alive. And so it'll be a similar feeling in that it's an absence of feeling. Like I, I could intellectually talk yeah. about it because I have to do that to get myself out of like the death loop <laughs> that I've gotten my brain into when I think about it. Um in terms of like friends, family, existence, yada yada yada. And so yeah, this game gets you to think about that in a way that I had that a similar split in which personally, how do I feel? Well, fuck this. Like, I'd really, <laughs> you know, Would have loved science to... is pretty advanced. Maybe yeah. we could have found another way to figure this out, you know? Why do I got to be the one that hits the reset button? Um, even if intellectually or philosophically, I understood the cycle to be potentially a healthy one. Yeah. Um, I do think it's interesting the way the game, so many of our sci-fi narratives, especially in video games, where you think like, the last like major sci-fi story, I, when if you just ask me at the top of the head in, in video games, I think of like Mass Effect, right? And like so many sci-fi stories are about like the often cyclical, but it is about like unearthing of like ancient civilizations where they, how far they got, what how, what can you learn, what can you extract from from their advances and take it mm-hmm. in, in into yours and this game does both. It actually tells both stories. Like it has the ancient civilization that teaches the current one something. And then also 
eradicates all of it and has it start from scratch, which is just fascinating because usually sci-fi stories pick a lane and, and this one actually manages to do both. Totally. I think like the the fact that I, I think part of it for me is like a a it's so easy to try to make that comparison early on in your play session. You're like, oh, yeah, I know about ancient aliens. I played video games before. Right. I know where this is going. Uh, you know, maybe there's some other dark secret. And the fact that they don't go that way. And in some ways that it's such an inverse of something like Mass Effect or so many other games that do the Halo does the same thing where it's like little bits and pieces you learn about about this ancient alien, you know, civilization. You know, you maybe once every seven hours you get a little bit of you get a flash of some information. There's like a little bit of there's a little bit of uh, of of text that you get that fills in the gaps of the big picture. Whereas this is basically like. Uh, I'm reading aim messages between two people flirting. Yeah. <laughs> like this is basically, I'm getting the, all the way through the most mundane details yep. and the most grand ideas about what this culture was. And that degree of intimacy is so distinct. Um, and I think it's so useful in communicating what was already lost and uh, kind of structurally communicating to you, hey, the Nomai are gone. The Harthians are here now. The Harthians are great. I love the Harthians. Yeah. I miss the Nomai. Getting to meet a Nomai is like a high point of the game for me. Like that converse, that moment of conversation yeah. is incredible. <laughs> but also, it doesn't fundamentally walk anything back in the sense that the Nomai don't like return after that. Right. And so, I think that sets the stage for the big final moment of like, you know, sometimes people die. Sometimes the world does move past you. And then the hope is that joy can still exist for others yeah. in the world and, and that the world itself can continue to exist on its own merits separate from whatever demands of the past has, has put on it. You know, um, we did have a we had someone write in uh, who uh, says, let me see here, Nelson wrote in and I'm not going to read the whole thing because because Nelson's kind of setting up a very similar question and, and setting some stuff up, um, but does say I'm an, eco uh, I'm an ecologist. And so I basically never I never get to not think about how climate change has caused uh, how climate change has caused and will cause massive disruption and destruction in every ecosystem on Earth. One of my friends talks about everyone in, our, everyone in or adjacent to ecology as collectively having climate brain. <laughs> so my second favorite thing about Outer Wilds is that it's also about being born into a world that's dying and making what time you have uh, mean something to you because it sure as fuck won't avert catastrophe. But you can still try to make the future better. It ends with characters sitting around a campfire and shaping the birth of a universe through the collaborative musical expression of all the feelings of wonder, fear, excitement, and melancholy that they experienced. There's the knowledge that everyone and everything you ever loved is gone as the result of the inevitable death of the universe. The next universe is beautiful, but the characters will never experience it. It's not a perfect metaphor for climate change, but it's helped me process some of my feelings about what it feels like living through the end of everything. I don't know that that's the takeaway anyone else had, though. <laughs> uh, I definitely – that's exactly how I came out of this feeling, Nelson. So um, – and, and and again, with that, with that drive of like – and we have to figure out what that next thing looks like. I mean I, I – right. you know, this is I, – I went to Catholic school a lot. Uh, uh, as a kid, I went to Catholic school from like kindergarten <laughs> through uh, senior year of, of – uh, C CCD? Did you have that? No, because I went to Catholic school, so it was just built into oh, school, right, right, right. religion classes. And so one of the stories that yeah. always stuck with me um, is that is that you know Moses doesn't get to see the prom or gets to see the promised land, but doesn't get to go. There's like a classic part of the the Moses story is you know you know Moses has this whole arc. Uh, you know if you've seen the Ten Commandments or if you've 
you know the Superman story. <laughs> He's like, oh, Moses came to this place from somewhere else. Prince of Egypt. Prince, if you've seen Prince of Egypt, <laughs> right? Uh, classic documentary, Prince of Egypt. <laughs> um, you know that, like, you, you probably know the bits of that story that are like, um, uh, you know, hey, there's here's this Jewish child who's raised as an Egyptian and then ends up leading his people against the Pharaoh and blah 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 blah. But eventually, the way the way that story ends is that um, because of breaking a law basically because of defying God God basically says guess what motherfucker you're going to wander for 40 years through the desert you're going to see the promised land but you're never going to get to walk on it yourself you can lead your people there but you can't go there yourself yeah. and so which is just brutal yeah. <laughs> um, which is just woof <laughs> um, and uh, that that story has definitely been one of those like those things that stuck with me is like clearly has inscribed itself on my own storytelling mm. uh, desires and and uh, aspirations. And this is a game that has a bit of that vibe, which is like you're gonna fucking see what comes next, but that's not for you. Uh, yeah. And it's such a rare thing in video games. Video games want you to go to the place. Video games want you to to or or to achieve it. Right. Right. I think about like. Um, I've complained about games before where like you win the, the day, you beat the big villain and you've spent all this time in this world. And you don't, don't get to see the world afterwards that you've saved. Uh, but even in those games, it's clear like you fucking saved the world. God right. damn it. Um, and, and this is just like, no, listen, sometimes you, you get to the promised land, but it ain't for you. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't go. You know, you right. have to lead your people there anyway. Um, Next question comes in from Luke, who says, I, st I recently started playing Outer Wilds, per Austin's recommendations, and I've been loving it. With the recent popularity of, uh, along with other time-looping video games, uh, of it, along with other time-looping video games like Elsinore, where you play as Ophelia reliving the events of Hamlet, uh, and given the genre of roguelikes, which could all be considered time-looping games themselves, I wanted to ask, what direction do you want this style of game to take next? Thanks for all you do, Luke. I don't. I'm curious. Like, I feel. I feel a little bit like if you do it too often, people will get bored of the time loop right. pretty quickly. But yeah, there's that time looping uh, multiplayer game that's happening. What is that? What is it called? Quantum League or something? I don't know what this is. It's like a mm, FPS where you like, huh? The paradoxical <laughs> shooter arena. Uh -huh. Sure. You like play out a life, and then that. Like recording happens again the, for the next round. Oh, that's but then you wild. Add another, yeah, I'm really actually I'm really interested to see how that actually plays out if that plays well at all. Because yeah, it seems like such a weird. Um, I think it's take. systemic stuff like that, though. I do think yeah. it's stuff like that where like you are. Um, there was a there was a platformer or something that did this, wasn't there recently? Where like you had to run through a thing multiple times, and each time their past run still existed, and so you could layer like solutions over your past run. This is going to kill my brain all day. Huh. There was some sort of Nine, 90 people are going to add us. I know. On yeah. Twitter yeah. So later thank you for that. that. Uh, but, but yeah, there's, um, I think stuff like that is interesting. Um, that other game is coming out soon, right? Uh, 20, 22 minute. No, what's that? What's that game called? Something minutes, seven minutes in heaven. It's not that. No. It's not that. <laughs> it was at like a Microsoft event. Um, it looked like a drama. That oh, was, I know oh, what you're talking about. There minutes. was only there was like a teaser. Twelve minutes. Yeah, it was yes. just a teaser trailer. It didn't show much of the actual, the, the actual game. Yeah, and um, also there was just the uh, Groundhog Day game that came out on VR that I never played. Like the movie? Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a Groundhog. It's yeah, a they did a sequel. A sequel. <laughs> sequel. I heard it was all I right. I heard it was they, all right. They <laughs> yeah, I heard it was actually better than yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. They probably that. just should not have called it Groundhog Day, and it probably would have actually done maybe well, done better. Well, I think it was like a rare time where uh, a license actually made people 
it's more, more cynical yeah, uh, about it. Um, 12 Minutes is also being published by Annapurna, so we know what it is. Here's that adds up. That means it's probably good. Is Annapurna the A24 of video games? And I know you would think they'd be the Annapurna of video games. Yeah, I was going to say. But, <laughs> mm. Wait, those aren't connected at all? What, Annapurna? And A24? I have no idea. They mm. could be. I don't think so. There's Annapurna Pictures and then yeah. Annapurna yeah. Okay. Yeah. video games. Those are My brain yeah. is... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I made a connection. I mean, the, w- basically what they're I mean... What I'm joking the, the, at. The, the studios... Yeah. yeah. Yes. You, you get it. You get hey, the, you put that logo on there. Um, and you I'm go, in. huh, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, this one... So yeah, I don't I don't know what the future is. I, we'll see, right? I, I, my guess is we end up getting more games like that do it. I want to be get, surprised. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. want to guess. I, I didn't not want Outer Wilds. Right. Um, this is a good question because I think that this speaks to a larger a larger question uh, in the way we cover games. Oscar writes in and says, The accepted wisdom around Outer Wilds was that players should avoid reading anything about the game no matter what, but was that really the best advice for the entire audience? I definitely agree it should be it should be the initial approach, but I've seen a decent number of people, Jeff Gerstmann on the Giant Bomb Goatee podcasts, and then people in the Giant Bomb comments forums with similar experiences, who would have been more likely to stick with the game if they hadn't been so hesitant to Google things. Patrick, You've said before that if the difference between dropping a game, that if it's the difference between dropping a game or not, you will just look at a guide without any guilt. Did you take that same approach with this game? That's where I ended up with it, and I was surprised to find that unlike most games, it's pretty easy to find the exact information you need without spoiling anything else because the community is very careful about it. So that would be my advice to anyone new to the game or who has bounced off of it in the past. But would you agree? I agree. I think you could play this game with a walkthrough and still have a, a really pretty good time. Great yeah. time. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, inarguably the discovery part of it and the sort of like realizations are were integral to my experience. But I think the story is such, the exploration parts are such, just reading the dialogue is such that if you just sat and played with a walkthrough and just like looked at that every time you felt yourself getting frustrated. I, I, I don't, I think you could still have a very productive, interesting, there's more to this game than just that. I think like also like, you know, this was a narrative with like the movie parasite that I also think was overstated yeah. and yeah. like, don't know anything. It's like, uh, and in some ways I think that may have like made people think parasite was a horror movie when it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's horrifying, but like yep. not for, <laughs> not for the reasons. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I think that narrative can get overstated. And I do think that's unfortunate if, you know, there was a possibility that, Someone like Jeff could have gotten into it had they given their cell. But that's also like a philosophical thing. Like I I know certain types of games I am just going to – I need to tell myself like I'm good like I'm good looking something up and I, that's not – I need to be okay with that. Because, yes, I'd rather get to the end of it and, and you know, there were I think one or two times in Outer uh, Wilds I did look – straight up looked up a solution. And more often than not, when I do this with games, I go – I d- didn't even consider that as a possibility, mm-hmm. so I don't even consider it a spoiler to have looked it up. Because if it wasn't in my possibility space, then how can <laughs> I get mad at myself for right. not having come up with it? And you, sure, you can make the argument, walk away, come back. Uh, but the game does that already yeah, so know. many times. You get that sure. feeling so many other places. I don't mind. So the, the one for me that I had to, I sent up, this is before the game came out. I had to send them an email was the Ash Twin thing. Yeah. Like this isn't, it's like, I think this is what I need to do. Am I missing something? And they're like, no, that's, that's right. Is that not working? What's going on? Oh, we've heard, actually what they said was we've heard this, that this has been a problem. Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, try it again, really time your jump. Make sure you go in when it's right overhead. Um, and like, 
I have to, I ended up still really loving this game, obviously, and recommending it because I knew the second that this game was released, that would be everywhere on the internet, and right. that and that people should be able to talk about this game. Like I imagine I'm there with you on the couch. I'm not going to not say anything because I see the solution to a puzzle that you haven't seen yet. If right. I'm playing it along with you for the first time, I'm like, yo, 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 try this, try this thing. And that's always been part of games. That, that sort of collective uh, uh, puzzle solving nature is part of it. Um, and I, I, you know, ideally there would be, again, a hint system that could da, 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 you know, off, off, you know, on the internet somewhere you could go look it up or even in the game directly, that would be ideal. But as it stands, like don't beat yourself up because you have to look up a solution. And also I, I have to say, like, it was very funny for me to write this, uh, the right, uh, the review of this when it came out, um, and have a few people say, why'd you fucking write that this was about the end of the world? Like, motherfucker, the sun explodes 22 minutes into your, you're an hour into the first session. Yeah. It's the end of the world. That's what the game is about. And also, I, so I, I, more broadly, let people talk about things. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it is fair to be spoiler conscious and conscious and not to necessarily as a writer, you know, immediately on day one, start having those like huge conversations. I know, but about, I feel that's so much, I, I know I, we personally, about it. Yeah. I realize this, I feel that's way more on the, per, the people than it is on like I'd rather live in a world where critics could be a little more expressive. And if you really are that spoiler conscious, just don't don't read. And you know what I mean. Right. Like like there there's a, I'm still a bummed line I, that yeah I didn't write about what happens in the final chapter of Kentucky Route Zero. Like honestly, like part of me is right. like I fucking that was the thing I'm going to write about this game, and I didn't write about the fifth act. Huh. And I, I read a review where they they took a different tact and said that's all we're going to sure. write about. Like that sure. was their angle in. <laughs> right. I was like that makes sense. like that's yeah. sure yeah. I could see that. That's that's um, that's totally justified. Uh, but I do think that people should go into things informed most of the time. I, I think it's so rare that someone should go in and I'm certainly guilty as a critic of saying you should go in without having without knowing anything in, in the past about certain things yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'll say I went in I'm glad I didn't know anything but I I do think that like knowing what you're getting into is, is a useful thing yeah. um, it's why I like to write reviews it's why I like to write about games and talk about games before people play them uh, is so that I can give them some sort of a, a, a sense of what they're getting into and what they should be paying attention to um, but I think with this game specifically it, it's such a different thing for so many people that have not necessarily, I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking like, this is a game that has lots of little subtle pushes in different directions. Like obviously there are puzzles they want you to do first. Mm. There are, and the way that they do that is the same way that we've talked about like Breath of the Wild. Despite seeming super open, you know, some shrines are really easy to find. Some shrines are much harder to find. Yeah. Some things are always in eyesight. Some things are not. This is a game where, yes, you could theoretically beat it instantly. You could beat it on your first run. Like you could go get the warp core. Go. I guess you would need the you would need the um, coordinates, coordinates first. And maybe you go get the coordinates, rush to get the warp core, then run to where the the ship is. You couldn't you, do this, obviously. Nah, yeah. But but you know what I'm saying. Like, uh, but there is actually a design for the order in which you would mostly find information. Right. You know, you mostly would go down a certain path on each world, see certain stuff more often than, than not. They've designed it so that like anywhere where there's a lot of detail is where you look first, um, generally. That's where the eye naturally goes and that detail reveals certain things. The timing and the scripting allows you to do certain things in certain orders and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I think that like given all of, of that stuff, like you should be able to talk about, you should go in knowing generally what all that is building towards or is is what you should be looking to pay attention to. Um, and the game is already doing some of that work for you. So it's, yeah, I, I feel like, I definitely feel like this is a situation where don't be put off by the fear that somehow you're going to miss something, if that makes sense. 
um, if, if you go in without or if you go in uh, if you don't go in blind, quote unquote, you know, right. Let yourself let yourself have that that safety valve. Um, uh, Kaya wants to know what our experiences were during the final run writing uh, Outer Wilds was my favorite video game uh, and probably my overall favorite game. Playing it was a blessing and probably the thing that's given me the strength to get through this year. So I'm eternally grateful to Austin for convincing me not to sleep on it. But I'm glad you didn't sleep on it. <laughs> Nothing could have prepared me for how I felt drifting through the egg chamber on the final run, knowing the loop was broken and I had only one shot. Of course, Outer Wilds pulls the punch that pulls that punch if you actually die. But what were your experiences with that final run uh, and with other games that changed the stakes for dying or failure? Um, Celeste's Golden Strawberries come to mind as well as things like Permadeath Runs or the Nuzlocke Run in, in Pokemon. Thank you all so much. I also think we should talk about the ending of this game a little bit. Yeah. Um, we already kind of all said that that musical cue is so good and that rush across space. But what did you all think of the eye, getting to the eye for the first time? Huh. Uh... <laughs> You know, it, uh, it was uh, it was strange because so much of the game, um, despite it being you know a sci-fi adventure, uh, felt like fairly grounded. Everything felt very uh, or at least normal within the bounds of the rules that it had set up. Yeah. And then once you go to the eye, everything is like, well, I'll just throw it. You know, once the quantum moon is introduced, once you go to the eye, everything, all that is kind of thrown out the window, and it becomes a more surrealist adventure than it has before then and like when you have that moment where like well i guess i'm gonna jump off this ledge and just mm -hmm. go into this warp tunnel um i don't know like all, all bets were off at that at that point um it was also the moment where i had kind of stopped thinking about what is this game about because i it was like terribly unclear like the, the game story could have gone in a million different Right, it was very open at that, point. at that point. Yeah, yeah. The, the the possible like the scope of resolutions, like you could the eye could have talked to me and been God, and I also would have accepted that as a as a reasonable answer for like where we could have gone. Um, and it uh, might have from, done that from here, given right. Like we don't sure. Like yeah. it, like I mean the the phrasing of the game, like the the the, the, the there's so much ambiguity about the eye in that it's it's a message, right? Like it is being it is it is purposely. You argue, or maybe not purposely, but arguably drawing people to it on purpose, which is that just part of a natural cycle that has played out over countless millennia in which when the cycle is over, it draws people to it. And once the eye is observed, the cycle begins all over again. Does that make the eye a, you know, omnipotent, omnipotent yeah. being that has like thoughts, feelings, does that like it, does, you know, I don't, who knows? Like the game doesn't really touch on that other than, it acts as a big reset button. Totally. I, I, um, for me, like the wonder that hit is even before you jump in the, the pit, just landing there, looking out from like the bridge of the Nomai vessel and mm -hmm. seeing this just like, like black landscape crackling with energy. And then that approach, the approach to where the like <sighs> eye itself is and the lightning is going off all around you. And as it hits, it's, creating visibility which brings trees and rocks into place yeah. and moves them around because it's quantum uh it's like all quantumly entangled or whatever um it floored me the first time through and again you have to remember i'm playing this game before anyone else has played like i don't have anyone to talk about with what's happening and i'm <laughs> i'm in tears like i'm just headphones on my room is dark the lightning is striking i'm 
scared, like religious experience. Like, you know, I talked about the Moses story before, but mm-hmm. you don't, you don't get that in games that often. You don't get that sort of like transcend, transcendent moment of I've gone from a world that's predictable, that is secure, even if it's dangerous, stable, even if it's falling apart. It falls apart the same, the same every way, every time, right? Mm-hmm. It fall every, you know, maybe the moon is a different place, but the uh, brittle hollow falls apart the same way every time. Right. Things are fundamentally deterministic, even if in certain ways they are not. Even if the probe goes a different direction, the comet keeps the same arc. At the macro level, things have been have been deterministic. And suddenly you're in this space that is pure chaos. You're in this place that is dark and unknowable. You have this feeling that like if you blink for a second, maybe you're gonna get caught by one of those lightning bolts. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll whine, whine, maybe you'll and maybe you'll die. Maybe you'll just die and that'll be it. I Who ran knows? into a quantum thing. Yeah, you like walked into like a rock or like, something. It like bumped me from the side. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I turned, it was yeah. there, then turned away. And it's gone. gone. Right. <laughs> um it, Completely, like, tears from being overwhelmed uh, is not a thing that I've ever had in a game before in that, like, deep sensory, like, body, not, like, I almost said body horror, but I mean, like, the horror of being embodied in a space that felt scary. Um, and you get there, and it's just this gaping hole, and you're like, what am I even looking at? Uh, what, what do also I do? Also, that trick. When you approach it, right. it's in the sky. Yes. And then there's, like, a pit that you, you like, walk, walk into. In, and then around and, and you up. Walk, yeah. <laughs> God. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, and then you jump in upwards into the sky, into the hole in the ground. <laughs> like it's both. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then you fall through. And then at that point, it's a it's a poem, right? It's yeah. like it is it is installation art. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It is the totally. fireflies are actually galaxies. And then you're in the trees and like all of that stuff. And then the, well, even the I guess. Wait, do you show up first? You show up in the museum, right? Is it the first? No. I think the museum is first. You fall through the eye and you're in the museum. And then you leave the museum and fall into the forest because everything ends right. at the forest. Yes, yes, yes. You're in the museum. And at first I thought that was the end. I thought straight up jumping into the eye was the end of the game. Uh-huh. And they were pulling like what um, what happens in Blendo games and Brendan Chung's games where like if you beat 30 Fights of Loving, the last like to talk, well, very small spoiler for 30 Fights of Loving, but it basically kicks you to like a museum about the game 30 Fights of Loving, an in-game <laughs> little micro museum. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that's what it was. I was like, oh, wow, look, we're back in the museum. And then like you get to the very end of that, you walk through everything, you read everything. You see the one of my favorite moments there is seeing the note from whoever the astronomer is. It, right. That's like, oh wow, look, it looks like everything is speeding up. <laughs> like right. why are there all these different galaxies going Nova? Weird. Uh huh. Um, and and then you just take that step outside and it does it zoom out and you kind of see every you see nothing and everything and then you fall into that forest. And it's just I was I was like very overwhelmed to the fact that back before I want to say back in November Maybe it must have been because it was before the game of the year. It was before the giant bomb game of the year because Brad was messaging me about like getting close to the end. And I was like, you have to push. You have to push through, Brad. This game is your game. I, you, I promise you, you're <laughs> going to love the end of this game. This is the most like space day like, 2001, like that right. style of, of, of big idea sci-fi that I know you love. Please push through. Um, and while trying to, to give him a tip on something, I went back and watched my footage of the end of the game. I, I took like I recorded the last hour of my gameplay um, and just watching it like put me in my fucking feelings. So, yeah, that complete from the moment you pull the warp core through when you get to the very end, I was just like stunned. Um, games don't end like this. They don't do especially games that have been so systemic don't end with something so narrative and scripted and like, right. you know, I 
So we were going to record this a week and a half ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I hadn't finished the game, and I drank a latte too late in the day for me, which is anytime after five. Ended up playing until like three in the morning and failing two final runs. Oh. First one, I was going too fast, and I hit Brittle Hollow at a velocity that instantly killed me. No. Uh, the second one, I got eaten. <laughs> By a fish. By a fish. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sure I'm I've gotta be out of this I've gotta be out of this fish's range. And I, like I hit the booster just a little bit because I'm like, I'm like oh wait, actually, sorry, three times. Three times. One, I ate by a fish. Second time, crash. The third time, I made it to the ship, put the warp core in, yeah, wrote in the coordinate, and as I was putting in, inputting the the five, there's like three symbols you have to draw in. Mm-hmm. As I was inputting the last symbol, the fucking Nova went off. God. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> and at that point, it was oh. three in the morning. So I was like, well, we're recording oh. this tomorrow in right, today. In six hours or whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll watch the end. Fuck. So I didn't... watched it. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, even just watching it in like this kind of weird stupor of like, it's way too fucking late for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, like, it still deeply affected me. But what surprised me was I went back this past weekend and actually did it in my game. And it's, I don't know what, I mean, you know, I mean, this is the this is the thing with games. This is the thing that any interactive thing, when it's doing it right, should do is that it it was different. It was different doing it and going through all the motions and like actually, you know, even though I knew what was happening, like it was still deeply uh, uh, moving to just like get actually see the like see all these pieces. Um, you know, it's it's because you're 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 doing you're doing the physical motion of uh, being the one to to like interact with these things even mm-hmm. cuz like even though it's not they're not really puzzles there's that there's the in the final like uh vignette there are kind of these little moments where you have to do a few you know figure out a few like light puzzles in order to move forward yeah um and something about even even knowing what what I was going through like I still was just like hit so hard of like the kind of enormity of you know, this existence, yeah, exi- right? Everything. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I did not expect, I was like, Oh, I already know. I just going to do it to kind of like, you know, finish this save file basically. Um, but it's still like, it is, it is really, really beautiful the way that they, you know, I mean, it brings all the like musical elements together. Uh, it, the fact that apparently, apparently, if you miss the quantum moon, Sol, Sol, Solanum, Solanum, right? Yeah, she isn't there. She isn't there. Yeah, which she's I think, just straight up not there. That's because why would she be? Right. No, but like also, or I guess the question there that that ends up doing in terms of like capital L lore stuff is like, are they there at all? Is there are they projections right. from your mind as you fall into the fucking center of the universe and die? Is there is God at the center of the universe or a God yeah. at the center of the universe who is pulling things so that from was your definitely mind? The thing for me was like 
these weren't those people. Right. Yes. This was the idea of community being right. the thing that makes you know the, right. the thing the, the most important sees nothing. Yeah. And nothing says what comes to mind. Right. And your character says the people around me. Right. It says yeah. community. Exactly. If there's one thing I've learned from reading all of this shit, it's other people are important. Yeah. And I'm one of them and we're together and we can that's it. If yeah, I have yeah. to fill in the nothing with something, it's, it's other people. Other people. Um and I'll um, I'll <laughs> I will do a bunch of little funny, goofy, kind of scary puzzles yeah. uh, to bring them with me <laughs> at the very end in yeah. the weird forest. Totally. Um, I do wish um, the, the one moment that didn't land with me about that message in the ending was that um, these are just like random people you met. Like there's not like an indication these are like real close friends yeah. of yours. Like the game doesn't spend – a lot of time establishing that up front. Like, you know, it's not meant to be a game where you spend an extraordinary amount of time with NPCs. And so I, like, yeah, there's like a universal sense of community, but I don't know that the game spent like an extraordinary amount of time laying the groundwork for like why community is important. I mean, I, I guess like, I mean, like, that's the whole, I know my story is that right. Like all of their stuff is dialogue, right? You're never finding a person writes a thing to themselves. They're always talking to other people. So I think the universal thing is there. I think the other half of it is I did take a lot of joy in going back to each of the uh, each of the Outer Wilds members and updating them. Like a lot of them you can go to and be like, sure. oh, hey, yeah. I found this thing. And they're like, yeah. oh, wow, cool. Okay. And you're right. There's not a lot there. There's not depth there. I think the deepest thing is the Quantum Moon conversation because it's actually a conversation. Right. Well, it's in some ways the least like a conversation, right. <laughs> but in other ways, it's such a. But it feels like a, it's like a cultural exchange that yes. feels so yes. profound, and yeah. um, whereas the yeah, it mostly just feels like you, you know, know the, down the sort of like perfunctory NPC conversations yes. you're having with yeah. some some uh, lore dumps around the the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. That's what that's part of why I saw them as more as standings for the concept of you know other people. Generally, and, and yeah, like I spent so much time in that first, in that first run before the time loop actually starts, that I did still have the connection to the Harthians as like a people that, for three quarters of me playing this game, I was thinking I was going to save, right? right? So, right, making this new universe from that thought of from that that impulse of wanting those connections to. To, to stay, right? Having those people live so that they can continue th their lives together. But then taking that impulse and being like, okay, well, that is kind of the energy we want to put into the next universe. Yeah. Was kind of really, you know, Definitely. super beautiful. Yeah. Um, on, on that note of translation, really quick, I just want to read one quick one. Uh, uh, Daniel wrote in to say, early in my playthrough of Outer Wilds, I pulled up my translator and found a pun uh, that a pun write, uh, it written in an alien language was perfectly translatable to the language I could read. This slightly bothered me due to the nature of translating puns between languages. I was not expecting to read any mm. puns. Did anyone else notice this? I have two answers. One is huh. translators translate puns all the time. You just find something that's appropriate, right? That like communicates the nature of the pun. You localize it. You localize it. Like lo like localization. We've said this a bunch. Is different than raw translation, but also yeah. raw translation. Just <laughs> would that exist. that would a tool do localization? A tool would just do raw. Well, maybe translation, it's very. Right? Maybe, so I have two answers. One is maybe it's very. Maybe it's a very good tool. <laughs> two is this it's does, doing localization. Yeah. Two yeah. is sometimes this does just happen. I have a particular right. example. Uh, the word matsu in Japanese. Um, means pine, like a pine tree. 
Right. It is also the same way you pronounce the word. It's written differently, but you pronounce both words the same way. It's for when you miss someone, for when you're when pining, pining, when you pine oh for them. Oh my God. And that's just us. We just, if you if you yeah. told a story about someone who like went out to cut p- down pine trees because they were pining for someone, that's the same pun. Right. And that just happens. Words are just like that sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you know humanity some, transcends some, the, the specific things exactly. that they set up words to just communicate. Like that. You know? So, you know, maybe it was a case like that. I'll hand wave it. Uh, right. You know. Let them let them have puns. Let let there be puns. Um, maybe one or two more questions, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, this one comes in from RS, uh, who who says, "I hate this game." Don't get me wrong. I love the world it builds, the characters it introduces, the exploration, the music, the puzzles, the art direction, the grand narrative it hints at, or at least the taste of all that I've seen in 12 hours of attempted play. But I hate it. Flying that damned spaceship is just unbearable to me. I'm not wired for it. Yes, I'm using a controller. Yes, I've played other first-person games with full 3D range of motion without issue like Subnautica. Yes, I know about the autopilot feature. I still can't stand it. I know the devs went more than halfway to meet me here. The game solar system is a toy. The controls provide an arcade version of space flight, nothing near a sim, let alone a hardcore one. The damage done by impact or hard landing is laughably, excuse me, is laughably light and trivial to repair. And being able to see all those guardrails just makes it worse. Not only am I an incompetent pilot, I can't even fi- fly a baby spacecraft for babies through baby <laughs> space. I tried. I really, really tried. 12 hours is the longest time to spend in an effort to appreciate a game that half the internet is calling the best in a decade without getting any better at the basic fundamental act of moving from one place to another in it. What finally broke me was hearing a non-spoiling hint, thanks Tom Francis, that to finish the game I'd have to run a gauntlet of sorts in that miserable contraption, fleety flitting about uh, from planet to planet on a timer. No, just no, I can't, I'm done. Uh, Maybe it's just that I'm the worst kind of player for this game to begin with. You know, the one who likes to get up... uh, who likes to get an up-close look at every potted plant, dawdling endlessly, taking five times longer to finish a level than everyone else. Any single-player objective where my opponent uh, is the clock risks bringing me to tears. Maybe I'm just traumatized by my childhood memories of being absolutely terrible at the old Lunar Lander cabinet game. If the enemy is gravity (laughs) and my tool is a thruster, then I am dead on loading screen. Uh, So my plan is just to listen to your spoiler cast and let that be the way I complete the game. I suspect, however, that there are some aspects that are best revealed visually. I never did figure out how to land on that quantum moon, and a podcast might not be the ideal way to experience the solution to a navigation puzzle. So just for me and maybe three other three other people uh, like me who can't even manage the most dumbed down of all video game spacecrafts ever, could you recommend a playthrough video or two in your pod? I'm even uh, I'm taken enough with the game to really want to know where it goes, but moving through it myself is just intolerable. My heart goes out to you, RS. Yeah. Uh, I have other friend Casey, uh, Casey Malone, friend of the site, also had serious trouble with like the control. Like, I, lot, I agree that I people. tolerated the movement. I tolerated the movement. I was able to wrap my head around enough that I did not get uh, actively mm-hmm. frustrated with it moment to moment. But I don't know that there was ever a case where I went. There would be enough time once on at least every run, something would just happen. I was like, I don't know why the fuck, man, fuck <laughs> this, like. Um, and I mean, that plays into, I mean, I, you know, I've spoken openly before where like, I, uh, like my brain is just not wired. Like, you know, I, the close uh, in high school, I really good at algebra, like terrible at geometry. Like there's spatial stuff that just doesn't work in my brain. And this game, it's like absolutely built around that. that. (laughs) Um, and I just, I, I was able to maybe just because of the types of games I play, I was able to like again 90% of the time be fine but then that mm. 10% was so irritating that it wasn't hard for me to extrapolate if that number wasn't 10% and was like 50 50 
I don't know that I could have stood through the entirety of the game because that would have been so frustrating um, to manage. Totally. Um, I I had a pretty good time with it all said, um, but I it's one of those things that's so tough because I know what that feeling is like. Right. Um, I I there is nothing more frustrating in video games than that for me um, of just having this disconnect between what I can see is the game that if only I could do X Y Z I know I would love this thing yeah. and I just can't make it happen. Um, uh, it is deeply frustrating. So my heart goes out to, to players like that. Um, I I'll say again, Will Smith streamed almost all this game I believe on uh, his channel. I think his hmm. channel is not that Will Smith. Um, but it's, it's, it's friend of the site tested will formerly of, Oh, uh, Will Smith of Brad and Will's tech podcast. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, and that is, that is how you can find that. Um, the, the, his, his playthrough was really good. Will is just great at, at, has the exact type of vibe of like curiosity. Um, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched, uh, you know, kind of a bunch of it. Um, and also he has the moment of meeting himself and like, he oh, might've been damn. one of the first per- people who figured it out because it had not been written about at that point anywhere before him wow. uh, doing it live on stream and being like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Which is very cool. That is cool. Um, I don't have any other ones to recommend, but that's just cause I haven't done the legwork of looking them up. It's a big game to try to follow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but please don't feel bad at the at the very least. If you're listening to this, you're like, this game sounds great. Like I, I'm, it's my fault. I'm a baby. You're not a baby. Like no. people have different, have different expectations have different, you know, uh, uh, um, like ability levels of ability with controlling yeah. stuff. And this is a game that demands a very particular type of, of control experience. So, um, it would be cool if they let you, if they released a patch to let you go into the options and make loops longer. Huh. Or something as like an accessibility feature of like just like listen, I'm mo- totally. But let me do it. Yeah, let me break it. Like put it behind a thing that says, "Hey, heads up." No, I mean like oh, given you're the right. way that the, you're right, like all the things are moving. Yeah. I feel like there's a way they could do it, but it would be more than just it would be. adding you're time, right? right? Yeah, because of the, it would extend every. Yeah, it would have to. Du- you could have to like dub make it twice as long or four times as long. You know what I mean? Right, and like everything goes slower. Slower. <laughs> The comet just moves well, couldn't slower? you just? Uh, I wonder if you could just pause it at the end, though. Like whatever the end state is, it that's where it stops. But right? even like still, where, even things are things are still moving in that. I guess there. I guess the the thing, the biggest example, I guess, is the twins. Yeah. Once the sand's all moved, it does stop moving. They still keep circling each other. What if you could pause the world? Right. Maybe that would be the biggest accessibility option yeah. here. You like the well, sand do... stops falling, everything pauses, and you could unpause it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, this changes the game entirely because then it, it actually becomes like they do give you the wiggle room of being able to pause during dialogue and yes. translation and in the ship. So at least when you're reading stuff, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can take your time. Yeah. Um, definitely, which have that all turned yeah. on for sure. <laughs> Turn on, um, I, I left the dialogue God, on well, off. Imagine a version of the game that is that does just give you time powers, where you can like rewind or fast forward different sections. Like you like go to oh to Ash Twin and just or to Ember Twin, yeah. and just like zoop, like fast forward a little bit, then rewind to to like lower the sand <laughs> level again. That'd be very cool. That would be cool. Um, uh, 
Let's get maybe one more. Uh, I'll just do this one's a quick one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Blake wants to know if there are any puzzles that we were overthinking. Um, I'll actually re- I will read Blake's example. For example, two big hurdles for me were the quantum moon and the Ashtrin project. For the quantum moon, there's an observatory on one of the planets with rotating stones uh, uh, that point at the quantum moon's position. I mm-hmm. thought that I had to mount my camera at one pointed at the moon, then fly to it to prevent it from disappearing. Turns out you can just take a picture from your ship. Basically, I also tried yeah, to no, set I had same. Yep, hundred percent. I had the I I overthought the quantum yep. moon. I was trying yeah. to think of all these weird. Like, I was like, do I need it to be looking at me as I'm approaching, yep. like the as the descent? And yep. then I looked, and then I just looked it up, and I was like, oh, all right. I, well, I'm glad I just looked it up because I would have spent two hours. <laughs> yep, doing terrible um, things otherwise. A lot of these for me were like. I didn't have the full puzzle, but I thought I did. Yeah, uh, specifically with the quantum moon, quantum moon, quantum moon. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there's some mention that you always land on the South Pole. Yes, and I was like, Were oh, you just trying yep. to land. Yes, you can tell if you get close oh, enough to the moon, God. you can tell what axis is spinning on, and you can find Wait, the does poles. It spin on a different axis every time. Is it like spinning differently? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. It 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 it, it always has. It's always uh, perpen- or parallel to the axis of whatever it's orbiting. I think. Oh, or something sure. like that. That makes sense. It's always like kind of oriented to whatever it's. Yo, the so, fucking quantum moon rules. That's all. Yeah, so yeah, least, yeah. Uh-huh, fucking continue. Greg rules. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the moon, moon rules. rules okay. okay. <laughs> uh, but God. like, there's definitely a point where you can see where the South Pole would be, and I spent so many times trying to. Just perfectly land in the center of the spinning of the quantum moon mm-hmm. for way too fucking long before I was like, oh wait, I didn't do anything on Giants Deep yet. Let me go look right. at the whole, you know, quantum tower uh trials. Uh yeah. Uh that was definitely the one for me of overthinking it. Um I you know, I think stuff like the anytime that I tried to force through a, a pod, like move my ship through a space, the, the mm-hmm. quantum tower, same thing, the the black hole. For, a lot of stuff on Brittle Hollow. It's a lot of that stuff. Did y'all go into the lava place on Brittle, above Brittle Hollow? You can go in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could totally go in there. There's writing in the place where those meteors fall. That oh, fall. yeah. I, I found that by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I, I tried to it's hard. see if there's a way to land on that, but I kept dying. I was like, that's just a lava no, planet. No, there's, there's like a little, not a lab, but there's like a whiteboard set up in there that you can go in and what? read and stuff. Like, yeah, we're, that's fucking amazing. We thought there was some shit in here. No, <laughs> no. it's just lava. <laughs> this is a waste of our fucking yeah, time. Yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Last one. Oh my God. And we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, but this will this will be the last one here. Um, you know, what? I'm gonna skip this one. There's one that was just about like getting comfortable with impending death, but I feel like we've hit that one quite a bit. So here's yeah. the last one, which, which is which is uh, still kind of interesting, I think, given everything. This comes in from Morgan, who says, "Hi, my name is Morgan from Utah. I started and finished Outer Wilds when Austin first started talking about it early last year, and I absolutely loved it. I personally have a tendency to gorge myself on a game, and because of that, I experienced too much too quickly and missed a lot of detail." I've been replaying it to get ready for the spoiler cast, and being able to take my time and really observe and take things in is the better way to play. My question is, how do you avoid ruining a game for yourself when you have to play it quickly as a games journalist? Have you found yourself avoiding playing games in your free time or resenting a game that you used to like because you've just done too much of it all at once? Thanks, and have a good week. I guess part of your answers are going to be you waited 10 months to play it until it wasn't. Like, yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> until yeah. a dead not period. On, not on purpose, no, though. No. Um, but but ge- generally, yeah, like I, I think this is a, you know, that certainly wouldn't be the first 
critics right. or writers to speak to the point that um, reviewing a game can often uh, do a, a, a be detrimental to your enjoyment, especially when you're in the back third of a game. Yeah. Usually around the time when you're like, all right, you know, I felt that during uh, like God of War. Like I know that uh, talking to like Gita about her reviewing Fire Emblem right. last year. Like imagine doing a you know a 65 hour game in two weeks, um, in which a lot of that game is you know repetitive combat sequences over and over. It's yeah. one thing to do that over the course of and like you a go summer. To the, you have to go to the office cool. for a lot of that and do other stuff. It's not that's not just your job, you know. Right. Yeah, I mean it is. Your well, job it's also it and it's also just playing a game. <laughs> right. You know, the, it's nice every once in a while to like spend all day playing a game. It's like not fun to do that all the time because you need to cram in. I might forty hours. I might still be playing Monster Hunter Iceborne mm-hmm. if I hadn't had to cram it. Totally. And like the repetition of grinding for those things was com- compressed in such a way yeah. that like I was just done. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the it's rough. It's hard. Totally. I I definitely think. Like they, get, oh, I'll say in this case, case specifically, they gave us ample time to play through it. Um, I underestimated how long it would be. I very much thought I was getting into a twelve-hour game, and uh-huh. it's not a twelve-hour game. No, um, I, I think I went longer than most, but I don't. I didn't have resources. Is the thing? So I went for like thirty hours, is what I would say. Somewhere, yeah. In it's there. Clo- I think it's actually yeah. closer to t- fifteen to twenty than it is to thirty. If that's you, where I am. If you up. can look stuff up, it is for sure. My fucking ass being like, I don't know what the, no one's talked to me about this game. Uh, I have no one I can message and be like, hey, am I on the right track? Which is right. what so many people who like message me questions yeah. ask me those things. Like, is this, am I, is this, what do I do with, I don't want you to tell I, me what, what to do with these fish, but here's what I'm doing <laughs> with these fish. Is this right? Um, and I'd be like, no. Or like, yeah, that's right. You're, you got it. Did, did any of you try your probes with the fish? Mm, probably. Mm-hmm. What 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 happens? So they chase. They don't chase it. Do they? No, they don't chase it. They chase you. They chase you. They chase no, the origin. The yeah. origin point, which yeah. is uh, using your probe just to trick the fish would have been good. But I bet it would have been really easily exploitable. You would just burned right through or that place, something. right? Yeah, but it's still very funny that yeah they hear the launch. Right, right. It's audio. It's not. Yeah, yeah totally, totally. God. All right. Uh, with that, we'll, we'll bring this one to a close. Any final thoughts? Any final. Uh, statements here about about outer wilds i'm so excited to see whatever this team does next i cannot wait yeah, that, yeah. that was that was my my same thought was just i'm uh i i'm i'm excited to be surprised by whatever they choose to 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 point their yeah. their eye towards next ha 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 yeah huh. outer wilds too no, don't do that. Do something completely <laughs> yeah. surprise me just as much. Yeah, totally. again, you know, take something with a completely different, completely different energy, a completely different direction. I would love we, to see it. We all went to the quantum moon, right? Everyone yeah. got the like mm-hmm. best, com- quote unquote best end. Yes. Okay. Yes, with the other with the mantis people. Yeah, yeah, with the bug yes, people. With the bug people. Yeah, yeah. You don't get that if you don't go there. Right. They're just an empty moon, which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um. Which you know, okay. They're you know, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the campfire is nice, um, and and yeah. So thank you uh, to to uh, what are we, why have I blinked on the name of the studio? Why am why is this happening to me? I don't know. Mobius, don't Mobius, Mobius Digital, Mobius okay. Digital. Shout out to Mobius Digital for for making one of my favorite games of the decade for sure. Um, it's re, it's it's going to be one of those games that like completely not only sticks with me for a long time, but it makes me. This is the thought that I had before. I just remembered the thought that I lost when we were talking about whether or not you should go outside 
of the the game for for hit for hints and mm. stuff, or whether or not you should go in. This is the back half of that thought. Like Outer Wilds, I've arrived at it non-linearly. <laughs> um, the thing that I was thinking last night, which is how I started that statement before, if we can loop back forty-two minutes or whatever, uh, was in ten years. I'm so curious to see if this game seems unsubtle compared to what could come next. This game's mm. storytelling, what I was saying before was like, oh, um, there are still hints that guide you through the game through visual story, visual clues and like visual, like, oh, you get from point A to point, like, uh, you know, you can always see this thing. And so your eye, your attention's going to go there and then you're going to go there yourself. I'm cur- Right now, today, this game feels so restrained and so subtle in its, in its ability to tell a story without you killing anything without you being the hero without a lot of those styles of of uh, things that are so familiar from the rest of games yeah. and i'm so curious that in 10 years will it seem unsubtle the way or in 20 years or 30 years the way that like going back to a film from the mid century can sometimes feel like everything is over everyone's overacting everyone is shouting everyone is like in this other mode of expre- expressivity that's dialed all the way up to 11 um, uh, I'm curious to see, like, how will we feel about this game if more games that have been inspired by it continue to come out, not just inspired by the systemic stuff, but also by its kind of ethos, its its vision of what other types of interaction can be inter- interesting in games. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I'm so fascinated to see not only what Mobius Digital does next, but, like, it's one of those games that gives me hope <laughs> for the future of games because it's it felt like a genuinely new experience for me in a way that I couldn't just say, oh, yeah, it's basically Myst or it's basically Zelda or whatever. Um. So, so yeah, uh, Patrick, you will specifically want to know this part of that documentary, uh, mm. the Danny's documentary, one of the original, one of the original inspirations for this game was Zelda Skyward Sword being <laughs> so disappointing for the, for the lead designer who was like, where is the Zelda that's like, I explore open. I don't want to get talked at all the time. I want to just explore the world and like be out there in the world and doing things. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, it's a very funny moment. S- Skyward Sword is a 40 hour game. It would have been a really good 20, yeah. 25 sure. hour game. It had the, oh, that God, last Triforce yeah. dungeon is really good. One day, one day they but, will yeah. figure out how to remake that game <laughs> for people. No, and... please don't. I don't Just need to. Swa- the I, like past. the the, <laughs> wa- the wagging was fine the first time. You don't well, want to wag. That, that... You're done with wagging. Nah. Is it? It's oh, like such a. It is really that intrinsic of a part of that game. Oh you yeah. Really gotta wag. I never. No, it. you can. There no, are, you could. You no, could. There are enemies where you have to do a diagonal slash. Yeah. Put that in on a specific X. direction. Put that on X. Put diagonal. Yeah, but sure, my guess sure. is you can play that game on PC on an Xbox controller, and they've figured out a way to let you do probably that. Yeah. yeah yeah all right that's gonna do it for us with that last shot at skyward sword uh, <laughs> wow I hope, <laughs> I hope everyone make that the you. headline for the pot yeah. for the pod post <laughs> exactly. hey fuck skyward <laughs> sword actually <laughs> just a picture of outer wilds like what, are these what, two? what yeah what are these two saying i don't understand um thank you to everyone who sent in questions if we didn't get to your question i'm sorry we got so so many i tried to hit at least all the topics that came in generally speaking um i hope everyone has a good week we'll be back later this week with some more waypoint radio you can follow us on twitter twitter.com slash waypoint follow me austin underscore walker kato at a underscore kato underscore appears and patrick uh at patrick Lubbock. Should we go out on the outer? Can we can we do this without getting sued? Can we just play a little bit of that Outer Wilds music? That little like, the little bow, I want that. Bow. Yeah, we should have all just could, did, figured out what our. That <laughs> was that was one of the. Were. Someone did write that question in. It was like, what would what would your instruments be, and can you play us out a little a little jam? Oh, oh, I'm gonna learn that on the flute. <laughs> <laughs>
You do the, I don't even know how to play the flute. Yeah. Damn. I <laughs> I found my old flute. I played the flute in middle school. I found my own flute at home when I went Hell over yeah. to the uh there's some tweets if you look for the word flute in my tweets. I tweeted a video of me Damn. doing fucking megalovania. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's just the first line. Incredible. I'm not good. I'm not good at the yeah, flute. Yeah, you like learn how to I would, But this I is would, very my, this is simple I enough play, I could do. I would that. play an upright bass in this Ooh. world, I think. I'd like be hauling around okay. this big right. yeah. like up which is which is actually a little bit of KRZ energy of just like, yeah, I guess I'm fucking hauling this huge fucking bass around with me everywhere, but but yeah, that would be mine. Like a doom, 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 doom. Like that would be where I'm at. Kato, so you flute, I'm upright bass. What are you what are you playing in this band, Patrick? I want a harmonica. You get the harmonica. Yeah. I don't know how to play a harmonica. I don't know what, some, you know. I, you know what? I better just, just re- It seems hard. It's because I've used a harmonica yeah, it before. Seems, yeah, it seems really tough. It seems real tough. It does. Just play us out. There you go. There we go. This is. This fucking song puts me in my feelings. It's so much. Thank you all for joining us. Shouts to Bowen. Oh, I guess Bowen's not playing us out. Shoutouts to <laughs> Outer Wilds nope. again one more time. I hope everyone has a, a great week. We'll be back later this week with more Waypoint Radio. Peace. Fuck capitalism, go home. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Didn't really get into the economics of that world. You know, not really no, sure how really. commerce happens. No, I, I think I think maybe it's a world freed of commerce. Seemed like a barter system, maybe. At, at most, right? I think everyone just was working right. towards the common good, you know? Yeah. At, yeah. yeah.
You know? Oh, interesting. Huh. Weird. <laughs> there weren't there weren't enough there there really wasn't enough people to like have to like where you could even see yeah, we, the justification we for get into how are there how is there advanced rocket ship flight and also twelve people mm-hmm. that exist. <laughs> oh, it's because they had a jump start. Because the Nomai. Because the Nomai. You're right. They had like the crystals, the crystals the, in the ship. In the ship. That's true. That's true. There is just, yeah, we got the crystal. The rest crystal. of it's made out of fucking wood. It's so good. I fucking I love, love it, it so much. All right, we're done. Oh. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Uh, All right. God. Yeah, I realized way too late that part of the reason why I thought the Nomai just died off yeah. is that they find early Harthians. Oh, right. And right. they're like fish. They're fish, yeah. With four eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just yes. like, yes. this was eons ago. It was forever ago. Forever. Forever, ever. <laughs> I'm going to actually run to the bathroom. Sounds good. So I will be right back. Okay, real. I'm going to grab some water then. Or coffee. Coffee's like water. Coffee's like water. Good timing. Coffee. It's like water. But good. I like water. Water's, water's good. good. Water's, water's good. good. <laughs> Damn. Water's good. Coming after water. I'm not coming after water. <laughs> Water's coming after me. Austin Walker says. Says, yeah. No water, please. <laughs> water. Uh, I barely know her. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> All right. I'll make a mental note to talk about the sweat controller next, next mm-hmm. time. The what? The uh, DualShock 5. It's gonna drink oh, your sweat. Oh, the biometric stuff. Yeah, you know what? Oh man, it's gonna drink your sweat. You know what? This is where, this spit. is like the equivalent <laughs> of what they call political silly season, where it's like there's no uh-huh. information. Yeah. Yep. So people are just looking at fucking patents and being like, "Yep, PS5 DualShock is gonna it's gonna eat your skin molecules and turn it into a Chivos." <laughs> oh, my mic is really loud. Yeah, it is. Hold on. <laughs> what is going on there? Let me see what Windows did. Windows, what did you do? Fucking Windows. Yeah, it doubled it. <laughs> oh, I know why. It's because I did um, an interview. I interviewed that um, uh, another Metroid 2 remake guy that oh. Um, oh. got um, hired by the Ori developer uh, oh. about a year after that got shit-canned by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun interview. But um, when... Microsoft makes you use their Windows team bullshit to do yeah. uh, interviews, and it's just like a, you know, just a proprietary shitty Skype client. But it is notoriously bad at hijacking your microphone um, more than other devices. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm at time dot is. I'll also get there. Um, thirty three. Okay. Claps. Mm-hmm. Wait. Um, Ray Barnholt on, on Twitter. Uh, 
response. So the Cyberpunk tweet was, uh, gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive uh, will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Ray Barnholt uh, with the quote tweet says, when have gamers been forced to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> also gamers love to rebuy games yeah absolutely including ones by that company uh-huh. the witcher 3 has like to the re- like <laughs> the witcher 3 is gonna become going, the new nintendo <laughs> let me let me rebuy super mario 3d world i super mario sunshine i would buy you know let's go put final fantasy tactics on switch i need to buy it again <laughs> that said those are games that like have not like there's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's games that, like, I will never buy Mario Brothers 1 again. Like, sorry. Like, I've invested. I'm too in too deep. Like, Yeah. The line, has, the, the moment uh, has passed. Yeah, I bought it for, like, Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, cool. Like, I've, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, whereas some games I'm willing to. So you bought it as an adult. That's the thing. You didn't yeah. buy it the first time. A parent or an uncle. You know what I mean? Someone right, gave right, you right, Mario right. Brothers. And you're like, you know what? I, I remember when those games came out. There was definitely a vibe. It was like. I'm going to buy this. I'm, I'm going to buy Super Mario 2 Advance because I like Super Mario Brothers 2 more than most people, more than it maybe even deserves. I'm going to buy that on GBA, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do it while I'm working here at GameStop. Right? I was at EB, but still, I was like, I'm going to turn that EB money <laughs> back around, give it to EB for these Nintendo classics now available on the Game Boy Advance. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, the the, the cross play stuff. I think I think we're gonna see. Yeah, there's a couple, a little bit of Xbox stuff that was announced yeah. today. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of the drip, drip, drip that we're getting, yeah. I guess, instead of you know whenever those big events eventually happen. But uh, yeah, are those happening? Do we think those are gonna happen? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, look, uh, be careful what you say into a microphone because uh, <laughs> we'll take that and turn it into a <laughs> message board thread. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Plus, you know, who know this coronavirus stuff? I think has a legitimate chance to. I'm. I am not. I am, do not. Ex, do not you, I was gonna say you're to about be, to be quoted. This is not. This is not informed speculation. <laughs> but it is clear that the Exclusive. Japanese uh, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we just have that as a drop? But he can't he, he can't tell us. It needs to be a post, like an, an edit. Like <laughs> it, it's yeah, a post yeah, thing. Yeah. So that like we yep. he makes it seem like, hey, all right, Kato, like out here just like just just juice this one up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, World premiere. And post. Um but like Jap- Japan culturally seems to be uh t- you know, kind of pulling out a lot of a video game events. Uh and so, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's a one thing I will say is someone I think Daniel uh, Ahmed, the uh, the uh, Hong Kong uh, games analyst, pointed out that it's been so long that people have forgotten like how late the game. Sometimes this stuff happens. Yeah. Like the Xbox One was six months from reveal to launch, and the PS4 was just a little earlier than what we're used to. And I think because the cycles have gotten so long, it feels. People are just anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, they yeah the, they announced that uh, or Microsoft announced there's that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be cross by gen. So if you buy for Xbox One, you will automatically get the upgraded Xbox Series X version. And my theory I was positing before we started recording was that I think that is going to be like a Game Pass type thing where companies are paying. Like for like it's they're giving away money, right? Like I mean, yes. Do I think these games should just work? Like, but mm-hmm. like historically, that's not how it's happened. Especially if you're not just 
sharing it. it like this isn't backwards compatible. This is you're getting a better version of the game. Yeah. And I right. wonder if like would I be shocked if this is untrue for the PS5 version? Like no, I, I like or or that if that became or if a trend it's not where true for other games is the other thing, right? Like this is or not you have to pay for it, right? Right, right. Like hey, Microsoft actually, uh, you know, in the same way that they do DLC exclusives, like mm-hmm. look, like we've actually partnered with CD Projekt Red. You buy this on Xbox One, you're getting the upgraded version for free. Like don't worry about it. And then over here, they're charging you like a fifteen dollar upgrade fee to get the 4K version um, on the other platform. That wouldn't shock me if that became, and that fits in line with all of Microsoft's like service ideas of like, look, we're just, the box is irrelevant. Like we're going to give you a good box, right. but you want the cheaper box. Like that's fine. Don't worry about it. I will say this stuff. I, I what I have heard. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> Exclusive. World premiere. What I have heard Boom. is that if Austin you're a developer. Walker speaks, the industry listens. <laughs> If you are a developer who wants to turn on, if you do make a, a Series X version and a Xbox One version, and you are saying, I'll flip that Switch, that Switch is there for you to flip. Like, that is built it's, in. It's built in on, a, on like an API level that yes. like, hey, we're thinking yes. about games that are working now, across exactly. platforms and, and, as opposed to just, yeah. And, uh, but it's not a, I, it, I've also heard that's not necessarily a requirement. Like if you as a developer, like, no, I need to charge twice. You could make that decision. Mm. But I don't, I, I, what I don't know is if there's guidance there in terms of, um, should you do it or not do it? Do you know what I mean? My, my guess is my guess is that Microsoft would like you to do that if you can do it. Uh, And Hey, we'll do some marketing for your game in exchange, which is historically that has been, one of the ways that these deals happen with DLC or, you know, whatever. Um, I know there's like a controversial one with the last Call of Duty, right? Like the, was it like Spec Ops or whatever was exclusive to the, to oh, the PS4 version? PS, yeah, but that, I think for that a year. But anyway, like, yeah. it's often not, sometimes it's a case that a check is written for this stuff. Yes. And, and, but it is often the case that it's like, you know, it happens in other ways where like it, like that money gets accounted for through like cross promotional deals where yeah. Microsoft or Sony will say, hey, we're going to, front a bunch of advertising money in exchange for you, you know, putting this yeah. first on our Here's platform. my bet. If I had to make a, a dollars, like, to donuts bet. Yeah. I think uh, we should do this. I think we should do this, by the way, as you're saying, we agreed. should do a bet. I think we should do, before these events, maybe when the first one is announced, and then yes. that'll be our, our yes, cue. Yes, that's our cue. I think we should... We should all do bingo cards. We'll come yeah. up. We'll all submit. The users can do it. We will do it. Yeah. We'll make a doc with bingo, and then we'll we'll sit and we'll do, a, like, a round robin, around, and we'll yeah. make our bingo cards on Love a podcast. It. Love it. <laughs> Um, here's one that I'm going to put there is I think you see, uh, uh, you see Microsoft come out and say that all of your Xbox one games, you'll be able to play on the series X. That'll be a huge talking point of like your library is coming with you. You're not going to leave behind. You've already been playing blah, blah, blah. You've been playing rocket league on your Xbox one for five years. Well, guess what? You can keep playing it on your Xbox series X. Uh, and then and it's going to be better than ever and before. Gonna, well, and then they're going to say, and uh, at launch for select a, titles, a select, ti- <laughs> select titles are not when only those, going to be playable. Be one of those where like a bunch of logos yes, goes up and, it's like, <laughs> and everyone's like on Twitter is like trying yes. to screen cap it and explain all the games. Right. And then it'll be it'll be uh, Thanks, including, Nibble. you know, three games and Cyberpunk 2077, the best way you can play it or, you know, the way it's right. meant to be played like that right. style of, of whatever branding, which God. <laughs> but at that point, 
that game will that game be out by then? When is that game out? When will we know how frustrating slash exciting slash disappointing slash whatever that game is? Didn't they <laughs> when, say September? Is that right? I want to say because it did get pushed. It was a, it was going to be the spring and it got pushed, right? Yeah. Yeah, September. 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 Okay. Look, hey, the way cool. to play That's... Cyberpunk 2077 is to uh, buy it on Steam and then pay for GeForce Now because that's the thing they announced last week um, in which that at launch you'll be able to play Cyberpunk through GeForce Now and uh, by, by all accounts that's a pretty good service other than the fact that companies keep pulling their games from that <laughs> Companies service. keep going, wait, uh, what? Excuse uh-huh. you? Wait, what now? You what? <laughs> <laughs> you can play what? Are you what? making money on this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they, they, I guess they made an actual deal with CD Projekt Red, so that, that makes will, sense. Um, yeah, I don't understand how they can. What are they threatening there? Legal action. But I like don't, what, I don't yeah. know that we know. We don't. It is unclear what it. A legal the speculation, fight would be speculation I have right. read is that Nvidia is probably in the right in that all they are doing is providing yeah. a way to play a game that yeah. launches your existing license, and that right. they're not actually doing anything. They wouldn't have gotten to the point of launching a paid service if they thought they were committing an illegal act and were just yeah. waiting to get sued over it. Like that doesn't seem like the way a company like NVIDIA would work. But that um, certain companies with some of the broadest IP may want sweetheart deals from NVIDIA. And yeah, so, like for right. example, uh, with Bethesda on Friday night, all of their games except for Wolfenstein Youngblood, which had the RTX or like the ray tracing right. stuff turned on so that you could do that through streaming. So that sounds like, well, Youngblood, they had an existing partnership with NVIDIA because they wanted to turn the ray tracing on. But the other games, they didn't. And so we need to, hey, NVIDIA. If anything, it probably suggests it's a popular service that people like and that right. that's yeah. when companies are going to come to the table and say, hey, get us get us paid. It's a story I'm meaning to look into this week. If you know it's anything about interesting. it, yeah, my yeah, yeah. signal number is... Um, Two two four seven zero seven one five six one. Shout outs to the people who occasionally just call that number. Uh, do they leave messages. Don't leave a voicemail. Uh, not, you should no. leave a voicemail. One time, wow. one time someone did, and it was your. You know, I'm not going to uh, give them the time of day. Yeah, but uh-huh. good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. good luck wasting. Have fun wasting your time. <laughs> mm. I'm going to finish chewing this, and we do a podcast. Sounds good. Should we also do? Should we do? Should we give ourselves ten minutes? I know this is a spoiler cast, but I feel like. <laughs> I'm chewing. You want to give yourself 10 minutes. This is probably going right, after, right? Yeah, this will go after. Give, give yourself the final 10 minutes of this this MP3. Um, Put it on the clock, Kato. 10 minutes. You, you start? We're good. You started? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, Bernie won Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just one, but... Uh, Handily. Yeah. Better than yeah, expected. Yeah, crushed the field. And so, last I saw was... Uh, Ratfuck is going to fall out of contention for the 15%, so yeah. that's satisfying. Um, <laughs> he'll still and I, you know, when we did, right? That's the way that works? He'll still get yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah, 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 yes. But yeah, it's still, still nice. going to get something out of it. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's, and it's a convincing win, which Bernie didn't have. You know, Iowa basically split. You know, you can make yeah. arguments in a lot of directions, but it was not clear-cut for, for anyone. And yeah. Uh, New Hampshire was closer than any of us would have liked. Yeah. Though I guess shout outs to Amy Klobuchar for surging and <laughs> taking away Pete's votes, which was seems to be what occurred in New Hampshire. Yep. Right. And let Bernie kind of skate skate around it. Um, but yeah, like I'm I am allowing myself to uh, not just believe, but like be fairly confident at this point. And the only thing I think stands in the way of him um, 
stumbling at all is just how South Carolina goes next week. And I don't think he needs to win. I think if he wins, it's yeah, over. It's like great. it's a knockout blow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if he gets close enough for people to be like, yo, if if Biden is lost that much, like, you know, if he's within a point or two, I, I think there becomes a narrative where Biden's back in it, but he that's going to have eroded so much support that I think the difference between South Carolina win and a South Carolina like draw is is Bernie going to get a majority or is he going to pl- getting a plurality? And if yeah. he gets a plurality, how big is that plurality? But I'm still like, there is a number of the mo- at which that plurality yeah. becomes insurmountable rhetorically, even with a contested convention. Like there is there is a number in which I imagine the the kind of establishment would absolutely eventually decide, eventually just fuck goes. Him. Yeah, but fuck a, but it. Look, the Republicans which, did it to Trump. We can do it to Sanders. Let's just get behind them. And right. exactly. look, we're going to we're going to stock that administration. That's full like of 40 anyway, because it's hard. Right. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like the people who are going to get, we're going to get our judges. We're going to get our da da da. Like the you move to the end is, game, which is what, yes, what yes. the Republicans did was like just settle. Fuck it. Uh, okay, we're going to just get behind Trump. And then, you know, I don't mean to like throw cold water on what Bernie will be able to accomplish if he makes it over the finish line. But like staffing an administration, a government is like mm-hmm. ex- huge, broad. There is going to be institutional rot that he can do nothing about and that his presence would merely be the beginning of yep. a paradigm shift as opposed to a conclusion of it. And so like the the, the centrists, like the establishment will get theirs even if it still pushes the ball forward in a way that is, you know, momentous and, and, a, and a, an amazing achievement. Patrick, I couldn't believe you'd, you'd use a slur like centrist. Fuck. <laughs> this, God. Is hap- this is happening Fucking now. tweets. It's, it's a lot right now out there. It's, it's um, right now watching... Dude. Yeah, watching certain members of like uh, the, 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 the pundit like, class, the like the pundit class, yeah. like the, every time. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. Like, Chris he's Matthews. My, he, he's Christ. my cipher for interpreting all of Dude. these. Like, if you like, you have to pick someone, yeah. and you just want to interpret all events through them. And Chris Matthews out here saying, "Oh, oh actually, <laughs> you know, Bernie." Like taking Bernie taking the front runner status is a little bit like the Nazis. Um, is like okay, okay, you <laughs> Let's have go. to chill, Chris. You have to fucking chill. Ah, nah. um, I'm 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 also pretty confident. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely like nerve wracking. Um, and I think that nerve, a lot of that nervous energy for me comes from. The vulnerability that comes along with hope, right? Which is like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's, the last time I think um, I felt like this around a national campaign was 2008 Barack Obama, which even then was like, I know in my heart of hearts, this is not going to change the world overnight, but wow, I'm really energized. Uh, and the difference is at that point, it felt, by the time it was happening, it felt like less could go wrong in terms of inter-party fuckery um, and, and, other, and other things just coming up and uh, the world is so – and also there was less stimulus at the time, right? Um, now, if you want that permanent feed on, you can just have it. You yeah. can just constantly be getting it drilled into your brain. And even though there was social media in 2008, it's such a different Oh, it's so now. different. It's There's so no, different. There was no leftist Twitter. There was no – I mean like – No, like, no, I was no in an IRC Twitter. channel. You know what I mean? But that's such yeah. a different thing than yeah. being in – even just being in the Waypoint Discord, which has like a U.S. politics and a, an election-like channel. It's just like a constant feed of interesting things. It like takes that are interesting, stats that are interesting, uh, you know – Doom saying if it if it feels like it's the right thing, really positive stuff, and like you just if you want to be plugged in, you can be, and it is exhausting. I do my best to only let myself be plugged in there on a primary or caucus day, but it can be tough. 
Or even just like access yeah, to the Nevada feed. Right, oh, even ahead. just that. Like not having cable back then because you were like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was a student that didn't have cable. I, like I didn't have any access to like as many. Like I opened Twitter yeah. and there was like the little live thing at the top and I could click it and see <sighs> all of the major news like news company, like uh, cable news companies mm-hmm. just streaming it, you know? Yeah, totally. Like, and I watched that for the other side of it is there is right. Well, the other half of it is it is nice to be able to go to twitch.tv slash Bernie underscore Sanders <laughs> and watch the rally live with uh, like like you know because a lot of the stuff wouldn't get carried uh, on the full network. You maybe yeah. you would get the ten minute victory speech, but not the prelim speech, and then the you know what I mean, right? Uh, so that stuff has been fun. Anyway, I think we're gonna. I think I think we're gonna do it. Keep our heads down. Keep caucusing. Uh, keep you can turn it. Yeah, rather. you can like, and also just yeah. I see a lot of people jittery about social media. Like, just turn it off. Like, you're not helping Bernie's chances by making yourself anxious and reading other people well, being anxious. There, are, there are <laughs> no. I get it, but I mean, like, there are I, like you know, I heard from you being like excited, nervous is different than I think some people who like oh, take yeah. it a lot harder. And it's like it's okay, like to just I. I'm ner- I am, yeah, to be clear, I am also nervous, nervous because – and I, I just talked to my mom about this last night um, because she was saying the same thing about the Nevada stuff was like, wow, this is really exhausting. And I, the thing I told her was like it's not just that like, oh, we're hopeful for a candidate that we like might win. It's that it's so – it's that a, a vision of a different world comes into being a little bit when you can think about your own personal history of medical bills. Like my grandfather died of lung cancer. And had to work through most of that lung cancer. Like we had to go to his job while he was fighting lung cancer because otherwise he would have lost his medical care and couldn't have paid my, to fight his lung my cancer. My mom's best friend, yeah. as as her husband was dying, she got divorced from him so that when he died, she didn't inherit his medical debt. It's fucked. What it's fucked. Fuck? It's fucked. And so like to start to see a little bit of it, to, to imagine the sorts of changes that would come from – from those plans being enacted is is one already big thing. But then to think about the generational change that could come with reigniting the left, beginning kind of investing in fights around uh, ecological uh, change, to, to look at the ways in which particular you know uh, anti-racist policies could be put into place, pro-immigration policies, policies that protect the the poor, the the homeless. Like these are real things. Like yeah. <laughs> the idea of putting into place. Giving power to the sorts of people who want to fight against homelessness in this country, who don't see it as a blight in the sense of we need to hide it, we need to cover it up, we need to push people away, but as something that can be addressed and people can be helped, like that requires a big movement and a shift in what is politically uh, uh, prioritized. And to, to imagine that is a is is part of why the anxiety exists because suddenly then you have to imagine oh wait no we might actually just get this forever we can see it it's real it's real yeah. we can get there it's within our grasp yep. not just through this election but through the work that comes after the election but the but you have to get this first yeah. and it yeah. i think a lot of that spikes the, the, the depression and anxiety around the way the world is now and this is slog it's a slog yeah i think the we one the one bright, the last thing I'll <laughs> the one bright thing about oh, go the ahead. the the like current work being done is that it, it's caused such a groundswell in like new registry new registrations like mm-hmm. people voting for the first time which feels like kind of like all right next time around like there will be seats to gain in yep. in in congress so like it's like even if somehow it like doesn't work out i feel like there's still enough of a beginning of a like broader movement yes. that's 
or like things are going to start. I, I don't want to say yeah. no one has cared about these issues. Obviously, right, people right. have been working against things like homelessness and racism for a long, 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 long time. Bernie didn't invent that stuff, no. obviously, but it's the fact that that a success here with each win, with the the groundswell of, and growth of the movement is a way of indicating to the rest of the world and to the people here, like, we do care about this stuff. Yeah. If you care about it, get involved. Come through. We need your help to address these things. Yeah. And the hope is that you're building an infrastructure that will stick around and that will be able to, like, bring in that added, you know, power of people to to actually address this stuff. Totally. Patrick, you said one more thing. Uh, the yeah, the last thing I want to say is that uh, it's become very real for me now that uh, I, one of my uh, like personal ciphers is my mom and just like where her level of interest on various things is. And she finally was like had a conversation with like her friends and they're all, you know, quote unquote liberal, but like not as all plugged in. And she was finally like, all right, can you explain Bernie to me? And I was like, ah, shit, like this is getting real. Like, OK, like now, like the, fo- the fact that that this type of person is now queuing in. And the one thing I would tell if you have people like that in your life. Maybe you don't feel comfortable making the argument or that's like tough to find the language. Um, Anderson Cooper did an interview with Bernie after the Nevada uh, caucuses. It's a little 10 minute, like little bit talking about him, his policies, yeah. his worldview. Uh, I don't blame some people like my, like my mom would say, like, he's kind of abrasive to watch and listen to. I, I agree. It can feel like he is shouting at you. And maybe that's not the best way if you aren't already on his side to be convinced of his policies. This is more just normal Bernie talking and explaining his stuff in a way that's different than the stump speech. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's worth watching if, you have, if you're already a fan just to see a different version of him than we normally see because we usually see the, the stump speech guy. Um, but if you're looking to try and introduce Bernie curious uh, <laughs> Democrats yeah. or liberals who are trying to understand where we might be going and they aren't necessarily on board yet, the Anderson Cooper interview is, uh, I think, worth watching. Totally. Um. We should do this Outer Wilds podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is going up today, right, Kato? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, I, did y'all get the, the uh, questions doc that I put together? Yes, uh, it's mostly yeah. for me, but, you know, it's good to have it okay. anyway. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. World premiere.